0: The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio. 1069 FM 1390 AM,
1: the FAN. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson, Ajay Salvison. AJ
2: Knight with us as well. Uh we, he, he got a haircut. I know. A lot I, of them. I didn't <laughs> I recognize it down the hall earlier. I think today. she missed like, the back top part of it though. because okay. It's really sticking up. So you either took a wild nap or she just re- I mean, I hope you didn't tip her that great. I mean if that's if she missed it. I was Very kind it was thing pretty sharp. To say, sharp. I thought it looked sharp.
3: <laughs> no, I am
2: just I
3: now
1: <laughs> realize why offense. Eric
2: and I are your best friends. <laughs> <laughs> you just
1: feel the love.
2: Yeah. Whatever flowing we're going to we're going to have a new producer since Eric doesn't like our old producer and so uh we're going to be working on a uh, new producer and Eric so you know I like we've not had an old producer yeah. I was going to say I thought one you were talking old, no about no her. one of Eric's favorite people I have lots of favorite him people. and Eric hang out all the time usually only Here. on friday nights <laughs> <Here>. wednesday nights <laughs> <laughs> Chatting about magic games or magic cards and uh, sharing a, sharing a jelly donut.
1: He does like the donuts.
2: Anyways, we're about to get a new producer. So, AJ, I I I go to Eric and I'm like, hey, I'm gonna show him this and this that's great. And then Eric's like, hey, don't let him get lazy on you. And I'm like, what in the world? He doesn't cut off Craig Smith's audio all the time. He, doesn't, he can't chop it down. And so I'm like, whoa. So then I, I show uh, our new producer soon to be you know I'm like hey I want you to cut this part of Craig Smith and even he was like dude this is kind of yeah, exactly yeah Eric doesn't know what it's like to do the to do the dirty work is Aj talking about himself because every time I've been on the show Aj cuts the audio.
1: All right. I've been getting after him that the uh, he, he needs to do a better job. He
2: doesn't like that wow. Craig Smith audio is two minutes and twenty three seconds. He Here's wants a quick be, clip about this point. It, and it's like it two and, and a half minutes. minutes long. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you can't make a quick point when it's two and a half minutes long.
2: <laughs> well, why don't you tell the Coach person long who's long asking the stupid question about the Mount West Conference tournament with six weeks left? Gotta be judicious. Judicious? <laughs> That's not even a word. <laughs> not when you say it.
1: Four three five three three nine zero three two one here on, if you want to participate in the full court press. Big weekend. Uh we had the All-Star game. Utah State had a huge second half at Fresno State. Yeah. The final brackets are set for the Mountain West Conference. Um the bracketology has not really changed in its attitude of Utah State. Is that problematic? Um hmm. an update on the net
2: rankings. Uh Which, you know what? I'm done with that. I'm so done with bracketology. I'm frustrated by it. Utah State, because Utah State gets no respect. They moved up. No, no. Like, honestly, they're like, we got to pander to Boise. Even the NCAA and Joe Lenardi and Andy Katz all got to pander to Boise State. Okay, here's, here's why Boise State is in and Utah State is not in.
1: Boise State has a quad one win that's non conference.
4: That would
2: help. So that's what they're going to cling on state,
1: to? Utah state has multiple quad three losses. Utah state does not have a great non-conference schedule. Boise state has a good non-conference schedule. Boise state has six conference losses. That's bad. But n- not according to Joe Lenardi. But look what they did out of conference. Utah State's quad one wins, yes, they have some, but all of their best wins are at home. The Aggies haven't beat
2: anybody of note on the road. Who is Boise that's State? That's going to be held against them. Who is Boise State beat on the road? BYU. That's that's is that, is that the one game we're, we're we're clinging on to though? Yep. Wow, really? I mean even though we swept San Diego State, um I say we like I have something to do with it. Even though the Aggies <laughs> swept San Diego State, um had You had everything to do with it. I had I enough. heard they played for you. Yes. No! Don't stop saw it! IJ stop it! Sitting no, on the sidelines. Don't you dare! Don't you dare! Do
1: it for AJ. <laughs>
2: Do, <for> <laughs> Do it for the Kipper! Do it for the Kipper! No, not at all. I'm just—I'm bothered by the fact that I mean, no matter what, how bad it looks for Boise State, they continue to get chances by bracketology analysts and experts, and and teams like Colorado. And in fact, is Colorado State still on that list? Uh. Lenardi has um as last, his last four in. Four in. See, yeah, number what one. what does Colorado State have besides a win versus Boise State, San Diego State, and us? I mean, that's a decent list. <sighs> yeah, but they okay, but we swept San Diego State. I know we didn't get a win versus Boise State. We split with Colorado State.
3: I don't know who's in their non-conference.
2: Eric, who was in their non-conference?
3: Colorado I mean, states? Yeah. Splitting is a big deal, though. I mean, because especially since the rest of the Mountain West swept somebody and was swept by somebody. That's that's true. Uh they
1: lost to St. Mary's on the road, got creamed. Uh they beat NAU. And um SCU, <laughs> I knew where you were going with that. Santa Clara. They beat Santa Clara. Wow. Man, that's worthy of a that's last it. four in. See, what then why okay, so it.
2: give me an explanation of why Colorado State still lasts four in. Instead of Utah State. They have, they have, what are their tier losses? That's probably the
3: difference. As you said, with Utah State having three, the tier losses is probably what the difference is. Okay,
2: besides St. Mary's, which is what? Would St. Mary's on the road be a quad two or, or, or one? I think that's a,
1: probably a quad two. I
2: was going to say, actually, I about to say quad one. I'm like, there's no way, in you know what. St. Mary's? <laughs> so St. Mary's what is a quad one.
1: What I am honestly baffled by, I, I, I don't, I'm not really surprised with the Boise State stuff, I know they've lost three in a row coming into the postseason. Yeah, that's not good. Soon
2: yeah, and they lost the And they
1: they are the only top fifty team with a quad four loss. That's also not good. And they finished fourth in their conference. <laughs> they're finished fourth in their conference, which I mean, we a lot of reasons why they're not good. But what I'm surprised is with Colorado State, why they continue to get more attention than the Aggies do. Uh, Utah State is ahead of Colorado State in both the standings and the net. Colorado State mm. is at 50, Utah State is at 48. So I mean they're really close. But Colorado State is 2 and 3 in quad 1 games. Utah State is 2 and 4. In quad 2, Utah State's 1 and 1, CSU is 1 and 2. But in quad 3, they're 3 and 0, oh, Utah State's 6 and 2. So Aggies have two quad 3 losses. That's the, the dark mark. Probably the difference. On the Aggies right now. And that anything good that Utah State has done has been at home.
2: I just feel like we continue to adjust the needle for certain teams, like we continue to like move the needle. Well, it's Boise State, so let's do this, or it's Colorado State, so let's put it this here. You know, uh, let's mark it here. I, I, and I just there's too much inconsistency. Is Duke still in the? Is Duke still in that conversation? Not Leonard.
3: They got they lost UNC. They're done at no.
1: If Duke
2: was still in there, then we were going to
1: have serious problems. They're out. One of the things that probably hurt Utah State the most was Michigan State winning
2: on. Uh, oh beating yeah, Michigan. that's right. They beat Michigan, huh? Yeah. Hey, T- wait. Did they play them two games in three days, AJ? Yes. In that big, is that what it was they it did? Thursday and Saturday, I think. What was your Wednesday pick six? Saturday. Was your pick six game one or game two? Game one. Game one. Yes. <laughs> Bam. Thank you. Dang I, I had
1: to go back and oh. listen. I had to go back and listen to our audio to make sure. Sorry,
3: oh, because I'm we had sure a couple of different fans. Ab- you do like want game me Game one it game two. It's game two. Oh, the church is true, folks. That's good. Okay, then how about this? Boise State beats Nevada. Are they in? Yes. If they lose to Nevada, are they in? No. No. I don't think they should be either, and I think they're going to lose to Nevada. I I don't think they're losing to Nevada. So <laughs> the brackets are set.
1: So you guys are talking about Boise State and Nevada. Boise Sorry, State yeah. is the number four team. Nevada is the number five team. See. They play Thursday, for those who are interested, Thursday at 3.30 on CBS Sports Network. And frankly, that's probably the, the best matchup to watch of any of the quarterfinal games if you're not just paying attention to the Aggies. Yes. Because Nevada beat Boise State. Swept them. Nevada can be a dangerous team. I mean, Utah State beat them, but they, they're they a dangerous team. They're playing
2: better basketball right now.
3: They gave uh, Colorado State a really good game. Was that They beat them. Friday night. Friday night. Friday night. Yeah. Yeah, they
2: on doing the uh, Yeah, Sherfield from, like,
1: I mean, deep. Oh, punch. but, sorry, for the Rams, we should be blaming oh, the, Mountain yes, that, you, right. yes. the Mountain West. Oh, sorry. Yes, thank you. Thank you. It's the Mountain West's fault. That that's it's the Mountain West
2: conference fault. West. Yes. I love this policy. Oh, dude, have you seen the new one today? No, I missed it. I told it. Eric Please about it. Please enlighten me. I'd like to anger <laughs> Boise State Twitter oh, man. again. Man, uh, if Boise State loses to Nevada on Thursday, you can blame the COVID testing at 6.30 in the morning and for affecting their quality of play, that is the new that is the new trend in Idaho right now. Okay, I want Boise
3: State to not make the tournament and reject the NIT bid because they're too good. Please don't play in the postseason. I would really <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> so w-
1: the games on the Mountain West start on Wednesday. You've got some uh essentially play in games. Number eight Wyoming, number nine, San Jose State. That's at noon. Uh, UNLV number seven versus number 10, Air Force. That's at 230. And then Fresno State number six, number 11, New Mexico. That's at five. So Utah State is awaiting the winner of UNLV and Air Force.
2: Does UNLV probably winning that bother you guys? No. No. I mean, look, every team at some point is going to have to go through, a, like, uh, what would you call it? A speed bump. Or whatever I mean, maybe a hill, a mountain. I mean, because Boise State's a problem for Nevada. UNLV is going to be a problem for us, to be very honest with you. Uh, and Fresno State, would, I guess, who I guess Fresno State plays Colorado. If Fresno Colorado State play Colorado. And boy, like, Fresno State could beat Colorado State. That is not out of the realm of ha- happening. Uh, Colorado State swept
1: Fresno early in the year. They opened Mountain West, but Conference that's play, early. Beat them by.
2: 20-plus points each time. Great. That was early because we swept San Diego State, right, early in the year. True. Going into the championship game, I don't know if people are going to be as confident now that Matt Mitchell and Jordan Shackle have kind of gotten to a groove. Matt Mitchell looks completely healthy. He looks ready to go. And it is really, really, really hard to beat a team three times in the same year. It is extremely difficult to do. Okay, given the
1: choices of the quarterfinal uh Potential teams to play. Okay. Wyoming, Nevada, UNLV, or Fresno State? Oh,
2: Wyoming. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'll take Wyoming. Now, who's the team you don't want to face?
1: That's the question. Uh, That was going to be the follow-up. Okay, that's the team you'd like to face the most. Who would you try to avoid? Nevada. Uh, Nevada. Beating a good team, a good team three yeah, times. Yeah,
2: that's true. Yeah, Nevada's probably one of those, but dude, TJ Otzelberger, and that he he got that UNLV team on a, a just a different level of basketball. And again, I hate to bring this up, but the Aggies were 3 and 19. All-time inside of Thomas and Mac against the UNLV running Come on, Rebels. Air Force! <laughs> right? So, and, and, no, we're, we're not even mentioning uh, Air Force is playing UNLV. We're like, who would you rather play? <laughs> Look, I think we, we're or all Wyoming, saying the or same thing. We're it's not... inevitable
3: that Utah State San Diego State are going to play for the Mountain West Championship again. For
2: the third year in a row. Here's the problem, though. I, I think UNLV scares me. Their guard line is incredibly good. I, and, and we have three freshman guards. Shulga. Ashworth, Raleigh, and, and Marco's a transfer. Um, And just, there is so many, like, if you give UNLV a, even the slightest amount of confidence and swag, they could run you out of the gym. Okay. They only need one good game. Okay, here's the other thing
1: to consider. Utah State versus UNLV with Brock Miller, Utah State versus UNLV without Brock Miller. How much of a difference does that make? Huge.
3: Yeah, he I need massive just because of the space he provides. the Exactly. Post. I mean, Bean and Kade have been killing it down the stretch with their double. What is it, six, six straight for Kade, four now. for Bean, right? And so I think the spacing alone is massive just for your post play to
2: continue to be your post play. Brock has to be on the court to be on the court to spread it. That's that's exactly. Yeah, he right. didn't have to score. He just has yeah, to, set, set to set that spread threat. the floor. Yeah, right. teams defenses need to respect because that he's on the court. Yeah, because and he has that ability. If, if someone's coming down the lane like it happened against Fresno. They don't like, I mean, they're not looking in the corner of their eye at Brock Miller because Brock's not there. They're immediately sinking down into the post, like you said. I agree. And, I mean, they I doubled Ketta as soon as the ball was being, like, as soon as the ball was on his side, they were doubling Kedda. As soon as the ball was making its way towards Ketta there was a guy on the weak side coming almost every single time. If Brock Miller's on the court, it is really hard to double that team. So do, do does Utah State need to start
1: pulling a Boise State and complaining that look, we're playing UNLV in their gym <laughs> and uh they will have had the advantage of playing one game before us, so they'll be more they're already familiar with the gym, but then we they'll need have fans. one more game. We need our nine hundred
3: fans. <laughs> That would be such a Boise State thing to, to try
1: to We pull. need
2: our 900 look, fans.
3: Look, nobody's played there all season. Move it to the pit. We're going to Albuquerque. We're going to Albuquerque. <laughs> Nobody cares about New Mexico having home court advantage. They're not going to win.
2: So, Eric, what about you? Uh, a team you would not mind facing and a team that you would not want to face in the quarterfinal round?
3: Well, I, I think Wyoming would be the, the – the
2: best of those four options. Yeah.
3: It's worth noting though if they get hot cuz they put up a lot of threes. Well, they, we we yes. know Wyoming's
2: capable of getting hot the wrong time for every, I mean they did in the tournament last year. And yeah, uh, they nearly put Utah State they out did. of it. Were the first 11 seed to Scary win. Scary as that was. Win a game, right?
1: But they they made some questionable coaching decisions against Utah State. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean they totally went away Scheme-wise, from what was working for yeah. them in the first half. Definitely.
2: But uh the team that Gives me more pause. I would say Nevada. See, yep. and I've heard that before too from somebody else. Yeah, Sherfield I mean, is. I a would game. put Nevada. i a UNL2. monster right now, and Cambridge is really starting to catch fire. I, I still, and I think I told you this earlier today, Eric. How in the world did we sweep Nevada? I still don't understand. <laughs> I don't get it. And we were up by 21 on uh, Game One and blew it. I mean, nearly lost that game. Second game, we had in our control the whole entire time. I don't get how we swept Nevada right place right time I mean because and then by the way watching Sherfield put that dagger in from deep against Colorado State just I mean that gives you that just gives you nightmares knowing that if you're Boise State you gotta face him again and they've had rest um they've and well, they've had rest but they've also had a chance to play a game a competitive game uh and they have they have confidence going into this game against Boise State honestly if you're Boise you're not you should be complaining, complaining about how they get COVID test at 6:30 a.m. because it affects her quality of play. And two, playing Nevada with a lack of sleep.
3: <laughs> well, what
2: is I, I'm <laughs> Go it, back to the hotel and take a nap. I'm picking.
3: <laughs> I'm picking Nevada. Uh, I know. I had our podcast. That I think when I was on last week, Eric, you mentioned it. But what is? It, I, I don't know if anybody remembers off the top of their head. What is the coach's record at Boise State last handful of years? Oh, you were reading you it poor. Because you like, had this. It's like poor. Yeah, it's something like World I don't think
1: 16, he's made it and past four, the semi four four. Yeah. It's a trend. Right. Yeah, he, and BJ Reigns pointed this out, who follows Boise State very closely. They'll start the regular season pretty strong and then they totally collapse in the last 8 games. Yeah. It, 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 they're like 4 and 4, 3 and 6, something yeah, like that. Yeah, so they I mean, it, it's, it's and, like and what- every single year it's it's the same thing.
2: Every one, time. One of those years, they were like, and I didn't know this, but they were like 20-4. and four, And they, they just went on a slide. I mean, it's it's crazy. And it's not because, and I don't know if it's bad coaching or if it's just bad execution on the court or maybe a little bit of both. What, what, if then, you look at one year,
1: that might be like, okay, maybe it's a player thing. But after it's happened for like four years in a row, five years in a row, it's gotta be coaching. It's coaching. Yeah. There's no other thing. I mean, it's your staff change. Your your staff stays the same while your players change or different. It's a coaching thing.
2: That has to be coaching. You think so? So I mean, how does so 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 then what's the? I shouldn't say it like that. What's the reason? Why does Boise State stink so late? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's the reason that Leon Rice still has a job? I mean, he's been there long enough. You should be able to start winning games to get into the semifinals. she should be able to start winning games to get you into the championship. Avid complainer and blame passer. Okay, I'm being serious. I mean, Wait, I'm, were you being serious too? Yeah, probably. Okay, so here it is. And in, 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 in again, uh, BJ Reigns put this out. In 2016, they started out, and 2017, they started out 16 and 8, finished 4 and 4. In eighteen, they were twenty and four, and then went three and five. Nineteen, they were eleven and fourteen, went finished two and six. In 2020, 16 and eight, and then went four and four. That's not there is. Players, I mean, that's coaching. Contrast well, too, of starting and finishing. The other thing too is you
3: can't say it's bad matchups either, because obviously when it's over that stretch, it's not like you're playing the same teams to close out the season every year. Yeah, I mean this year's a prime example. Fresno obviously is playing better, but
2: not has been one of the worst teams in the conference and.
3: I mean Again, beat them.
2: It's all about getting hot at the right time, right? I mean, and I think Nevada, like Eric pointed out, Nevada's that one team who is very hot <laughs> and for that upper side of the bracket at the wrong time. If I mean if they can if they beat Boise State, they're gonna give the Aztecs problems. I don't know if they beat San Diego State. I think they give them issues though. All right, a couple
1: texts coming in from nine three one five. Uh sounds like AJ jerky double dribble think about him having the hotter one with cutting the audio. Wait the double jerky
2: hotter one what <laughs> is this one of your phrases i don't know what that that you in the passed world talk about out of context you could totally we're, we're talking mind. about
1: cutting up the audio I'll just read it verbatim. That sounds like AJ jerky double dribble think <laughs> about him having the hotter one with, with the
3: cutting. Someone the start with you probably and shouldn't then just, read that. Just uh, wait, you probably should hit shouldn't. the center button until it was done and Maybe made it seven, a sentence. Nine three one five. Please Some rephrase what you
2: just wrote us. Maybe so
1: we don't get in trouble. All right. Uh let's see. I think Boise will drop out because they will lose in Mountain West Tournament
3: like they always do. Seconded. it. Take Nevada. I'll uh, see what the line is. I'm betting on Miller, him. Miller. Uh. We
1: were talking about Brock Miller. Miller's a difference maker, but I remember a time when Aj didn't think he was a difference wow, maker. You're
2: getting roasted by nine three one five, dude. Like I'm telling you, Eric has put a curse or a spell on all our listeners, and like anything I say, I really found like,
3: them to be very delightful
2: people. I'm going to start calling. You know, I bet you nine three one five is Leon Rice. I bet that's who it is texting <laughs> in. So okay, why would you Leon Rice also
1: text in? Sweeps is what great teams do.
3: This is why he struggles down the stretch. He's busy texting your guys'
2: show. <laughs> <laughs> got to focus on your team there, Coach. Hey, Yeah, Coach, you got bigger problems than me. Look, than I, down heard, Do- I heard Utah
3: Miller. State played really well against San Diego State for Ajay. Maybe you should get Aj in on the Boise <laughs> you State sideline.
2: What is your problem? I bet you'd look
3: great in Boise State I'm- blue. I you still you have to I make good on you your... Okay, I those will. Your high school oh, we're colors? a little busy
2: right now. were those your high school colors? No. With navy blue. <clears> Mustang, Bronco. Actually, you know what? It is. It's the exact same thing. I'll wear those colors. You go. Yeah, there, there we you go. I'll wear those same colors. <laughs> you still owe it to our audience. <laughs> to <laughs> I owe show it to our off. audience. Yeah, I do. Hey, but no photos. I know what you're thinking. You're trying to get video and photo. None. None. Nina. Actually, you know what would be great, Ajay, is if you could sit at the sideline
3: of that game in Boise State colors and then say mean things and then just keep saying <laughs> University I of start. I start chatting at Alston Jr. Yeah. NIT. And then also say, just say again and again, University of Nevada, Reno, over and over again, just uh, to see which team would have a tech first. Hey, Alston, great.
2: I heard if you shoot 20 shots, your team loses. Take 21. You should just say whatever Boise State <laughs> just
3: misses. Yeah, whenever they miss, like, hey, was that the Mountain West fault? I just need to document how many shots. Hey,
2: did you guys get your? Uh, did you guys get enough sleep? I know that COVID toast, uh, was pretty early. <laughs> this is a good text, too. <laughs>
1: 9463. I fully expect that 9315 to be referred to as Leon Rice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, I win. I All right, we've got to take a time out here on the Full Court Press. Love the interaction. Love the feedback. Keep bringing it in. Uh, What you – Saw how you reacted to the big win on Saturday at Fresno. Utah State had a huge second half. Uh, All-Star game was this weekend, festivities. A lot of jazz representation there in the coach and players and three-point shootout. What your reactions were of that? We'll continue to break down the Mountain West bracket as it's been revealed. Love to get more feedback from you as well. 435-339-0321 right here on the Full Court Press.
5: Girls, insist he take you to Jarek's. Picking out your wedding ring is an experience you will never forget. Come to a place where the mood is right and the setting is perfect for romance. Jarek's Fine Jewelry in Logan. The perfect collection of memorable designs, classic creation, and modern marvels. If you want an intimate, romantic experience you will never forget, then insist he takes you to Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Make it special, make it Jarek's at 930 North Main in Logan.
0: Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Make it special. Make it jealous. There's a lot of strain on various industries
6: right now. Supply stretched thin as demand is at an all-time high. If you are building or remodeling and are looking for ideas for stone to face your home, it's crazy. Coldwater Stone and Tree Modern and Castellite and Logan want to take that frustration and challenge away from you. They are a local homegrown business with stone products made by Coldwater and sold by Castellite. Stop in and make your choice today for brick, block, rock, paver, and tile. Go where the pros go,
7: online at castalight.com. What's more important than sleep? Granted, some things are, but not many. This is Ryan at My Mattress, and here we offer the best solution to better sleep. A better mattress. IntelliBed, the gel mattress, cradles your hips and shoulders while providing the best back support possible. Or come in and choose a tempur that boasts 93% of their owners love their bed my mattress offering the best sleep possible by the south walmart
4: pamper yourself at new horizons beauty college they offer low prices on pedicures manicures facials and even scalp treatments or treat yourself to a new cut color or perm all services are performed by students and closely supervised by licensed instructors call new horizons beauty college today at 753-9779 get a new style and save on all your hair care needs New Horizons Beauty College. 550 North Main in the Clock Tower Plaza in Logan.
0: The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. I
1: don't
2: care, I swear. Uh, I think you care. No, I don't. It sounded like you <laughs> hey, care. Hey, uh... I. <laughs> Who, so we had Leonard Rice text in. Um, any other text? Oh, I think B.J. Rain snuck in here at some point. Uh-oh. Uh, it's four 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 six. Uh, says Fonzo was a huge part. Uh, the comeback win over Fresno. Any oh chance he gosh. comes back next year? Okay, so there is conversation about that, and I don't know what his plan. He he will have graduated. He'll be done with school. He doesn't have a girlfriend. Um, he doesn't have any plans. Uh, I would not mind one bit if he came back. Because you probably aren't going to get ketta back. That's I don't. I don't true. know that for sure. I don't know anything about it. I haven't heard anything. That's that's according to nobody. I just don't. I think based on what Keta's been able to do this year, I would, I would think that he might be gone. So you would like to have a big body like Fonz who is willing to play that physical role inside, and him and being together. I, yeah, I I would love to see Fonzo back, and we'll see. He's right though. He was great against Fresno. Eric wasn't. I mean, he was. Phenomenal. And the pass that he had to the corner to Marco, who made the extra unselfish pass to rally for that three to pretty much put it away, was just one of the best vision looks. And he put it on a frozen rope. But to make that pass in that situation and not try to create yourself just tells you how far along he's came. I thought Fonzo was remarkable. Absolutely remarkable. We
1: talked about him before the season that he could be one of those real X factors for Utah State. Oh, my gosh, And when he's on, that makes a huge difference for the Aggies. And he kind of struggled. I don't know if it was just with his role or what, but he just didn't seem to have that impact earlier in the season. But over the last month, month and a half, He's like, yes, this is the Alfonso Anderson we all yeah. remember and love and know what kind of an impact he can have on the game. Inserting him into the starting lineup has been a really big benefit for Utah State. Do you have somebody like that
2: that you can throw into the starting lineup and but it now that, works I mean, out in a lot of different cool ways? I would assume Brock Miller's coming back for Thursday night's game. So does he just, I mean, he's what, third man off the bench because he got Shilga Ashworth. I mean, do you put Fawns in there? Do you put Darius in there? I'm, I mean, can he still be that, that productive? And that energetic and mentally, you know, mentally confident in himself and, and, and what he can do. That's that's a big question. Eleven points, four boards, uh one assist, one that you mentioned.
1: Um but uh yeah, I really like the play of all. Boy, he was Anderson. so
2: good. And I know like we'll say eleven points, four, you know, f- you know, four boards, whatever. Well, that's not huge. It's just the presence he was on the court. Exactly. And what he was able to do on the court, he got some big second chance boards too. I mean, big second chance boards throughout that night. He was remarkable on on, on Saturday. Uh, actually, he only had four. He had, all of his rebounds were defensive rebounds. Also, oh, he didn't have an offense. He didn't have an offensive board. No, I guess they didn't count the tip as one of them. That makes sense. Okay. What are you D- laughing? 2409 says
3: Eric doesn't have to put a curse on AJ, just does a good job of doing it. Okay,
2: 2409 <laughs> still upset with me because I guarantee the Braves win when they're up three games to one. It's not my fault that manager Brian <laughs> Snicker decides to go into dumb mode and just absolutely choke it away for all of us Braves fans. You're right. Why is your nickname Jinxie again? Um, <laughs> it's because. Alright, it's because I accidentally had confidence in the Utah Jazz that they could win with a 3-1 lead. Who? What did I know that Donovan Mitchell was going to go into crap mode again and Rudy Gobert was going to go into Tony Bradley mode and they were going to be so bad? <laughs> you only play that when I call for it. When I say hit my music, that's when you call for that. Our producer now, she's going to hit that button all day. Thanks. Appreciate it. What are you laughing at? Leave me alone. Oh, that was bully. good.
3: Uh, 9315 does say the Aggies might be number one here, but AJ is a close second.
2: That's not bad. But Vince Lombardi one time said that finishing second's like kissing your sister. I hope you take it more that way than the way they intended it. (laughs)
1: Uh, 1534, who needs to shine for USU in the tourney? Ketta and Bean will play well, but who needs to break out? Mm. Uh, Guards
2: on the bench. Ashworth and Shulga, who I got. Jesus, take my answers, um,
3: Andre.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Doris, I, could he, probably, I could probably say that. Could you see Dorius in a role, or do you think Dorius, he's limited minutes?
1: I think you see limited minutes. Yeah,
2: that's what I thought, too.
1: The only reason I give a little bit of a pause to that is it, it could be Fonzo. Just cause Dude, how that's versatile a good he one. He is. Because Utah State one. can go throw different lineups at you. Put Fonz in the post and put four guards out there or go big and then he can guard somebody out on the on the three point line. That's a great answer. A big physical
3: body. So I really like his versatility and that's why I might lean more his direction. Okay. Here's what for you, just said you're talking about him. Uh, nine four six three says, Will you guys give some background or analysis on who Shulga is? It seemed like he showed up halfway through the season and no one had really
2: any clue who he is. So Coach Smith had told us as local media and he told me before the season started, and so does his assistant coaches just tell me how good Shulga is. And I thought, I mean, why? what makes him so good? And I watched him shoot. I didn't feel like he had a big body. I mean, I, I didn't really get to see a lot of athleticism because, I, I mean, I just saw him shoot. Could he make a lot of shots? Sure, but I never saw him in live game action. Um, Shulga is a uh, – <laughs> he actually comes with a lot of swag too. And I still – and I think I told Eric this story um, – when they played Wyoming and they and uh Jeffries hits a three uh from like the left wing and he looks and he stares at, you know, some of the crowd members behind and he gives them this like three point sign or whatever. Shulga like is behind him and sees him doing it, and he just kind of shakes his head. So in the second half, Shulga goes to almost the exact same spot and drills a three and turns to Jeffries and says, Are you gonna guard me or not? And then comes back and hits another three and says, You need to guard me. And he has this big grin on his face. Like he's too young to Didn't and, you say something like he said, uh like they're gonna bench you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're gonna yeah. They're gonna bench you if you don't guard me is what it was. I'm a fan of what's happening and in the so, story. And so here's the thing is that Shulga is too young to understand like the the what is it, the the I don't know just the measurement of the situation right I mean it's a big game you have to win it you're on the you're I mean you're on the bubble at this point a loss to Wyoming absolutely kills you and he goes in there and knocks down two threes and he's just having the time of his life like he's got a grin on his face running to the other side of the court like so, he just got moxie and swag
1: he does and uh, love how he's come along because we saw a little bit of him early in the year and then we didn't see him at all and uh maybe just Coach Smith kind of tightening up his rotation. Early on, he wanted to see what Which he you had. don't blame him. Right. Yeah. You know, that just makes total sense. And then out of necessity, because of injury, he needed to go get a little bit more from Shulga and give him more opportunities, and he seized the moment. But here's a guy who's from Kiev, Ukraine. Basically played high school ball in Spain. And so he's got a lot of international experience. He's played at some pretty competitive Pretty high levels, levels. too. Yeah. So that's, that's about as much background as... I think we know of, of Max
2: Schulga. And you're right. But he I mean, he came in like mid season and like that Boise State series because you're worried, no Raleigh, what is this team gonna look like? And Shulga, I mean, played above expectations because when he came in, his two jobs were don't turn over the ball and don't suck on defense. We I mean if you score great, but just don't turn over the ball and don't screw up major on defense. And he did both really, really well. Uh staying away from turnovers and he played sound defense. And Coach just all of a sudden like, engulfed that and said, you know, what? let's take him. Let's make it a part of our tight rotation. And I think he was the first one to come off the bench versus uh, who was the following? Nevada. He was the first one off the bench, actually, um, ahead of Ashworth. And that kind of like took a lot of us off of surprise. Like, oh, my gosh, he is serious about this, uh, the Shoga kid. And I, I think Shoga has been great so far. Um, I can actually, and I kind of compare Eric, I don't know if you'll agree or not, at last year. Barristow was young, freshman, came into the situation, I think midway through the season, was really good, including into the conference tournament, broke his wrist or fractured or whatever it was, uh, and then sat out. And and Shulga, I think, is what Barristow was last year, and he could be a major part in this conference tournament run.
1: It's interesting because, he's really, I think he's taking minutes from Barristow. Yeah, now. Oh, a lot of them, absolutely. I think Barristow has settled down. I think he's playing a little bit more within himself and the system. Whereas there was a stretch there where he was...
3: You think he was just trying too hard? I mean, what was it?
1: I don't know. Hard to know. Maybe he was pressing a little too hard, trying to force a little too much instead of just playing within the system. But if he can settle down and, and be a solid contributor without overthinking it and making those silly turnovers that nobody should make at this level, he should get a lot of minutes. 6'8 I mean, guard? Yeah. I mean, he has
2: great potential, especially defensively out yeah. on that perimeter. And again, he just has boxing. He has confidence. Like, he has no limit of confidence in him. It's incredible. Uh, the, the lineup I really like is, uh, I think we saw it a little bit. Was it Raleigh, Ashworth, and Shilga on the court at the same time against Wyoming? Was that what it was? Yeah. And who it would be? And who was the other one? I mean, it was a small lineup. Alfonso? Uh, wasn't it Alfonso? I mean, that is a small lineup, and that team just uh, torched Wyoming. They tore them apart. I mean, ball movement was great. Decision-making was good. They were shooting. They started hitting shots, which spread the court a little bit. It was a good lineup, and I wouldn't be surprised if you saw that at any point during the Mountain West Conference tournament. So,
1: uh, Let's do this. we are got to call another quick timeout here in the full court We've got to get to pick six. Sorry. When we come back,
2: we'll get to our pick six. I won. It was actually nine. You you can actually tell by his tone of voice who wins, because he's usually upset, frustrated when he loses, or he's happy. So this one, his tone of voice is he's upset. Look, the Mountain West hosed me. Like it's just it's their fault. I
3: should have won. <laughs> Mountain West should have made picks. I could right How was your covid test?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: It's cold outside, but you can keep warm inside with a quality-built, super-efficient York furnace. Count on a furnace from York because it's backed by the strongest warranties available. It's just another way we install confidence. Call Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning, your local York dealer, at 752-7272. Online at advancedheating-ac.com. York, install confidence.
7: We're not comfortable until you are Advanced Heating and Air.
3: This is Larry at Larry's Pharmacies. Are you struggling with all your medicine? Did you take this morning's dose or not? We at Larry's Pharmacy have the perfect solution. Let us help you organize your meds so that you take it exactly as your
0: doctor prescribed for the most benefit.
3: Just punch out the meds from the organized packets at the clearly labeled time and you're done. This is a free service and a big help for those on many
0: meds or who struggle to open and close bottles. We also offer free delivery service. Stay well. Hi, my name is Josh
5: Watts, and for three generations, Preston Watts Collision Glass is taking care of all your collision and auto glass needs. Windshield replacement is just one of our specialties. We have certified technicians in the most competitive prices in the valley. We will waive up to $100 off your insurance deductible, give you free rock chip repairs, and to top it off, we will wash your vehicle inside and out with your windshield
0: replacement. Give us a call at 563-3215. At Preston Watts, we do it right. It's the full court press with Eric Frenson and AJ Selvason. Do you want know to figure it out today? Do you know that the lyrics to Danger Zone? So it, <laughs> it doesn't
2: make any sense. I'm away. Highway to the danger zone? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I'm in the danger zone. That just sounds so much better than highway Highway to
0: the the danger zone. No,
2: I'm going to the danger zone.
0: Weekdays from 4 to 6, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
1: Welcome back to Full Court Press. Okay, AJ, you are definitely a music guy.
5: Heavily he agrees involved. with me. We had this discussion. Heavily involved.
1: Some music stations here.
3: <laughs> Absolutely.
5: Cash Valley Media Group. Do not agree
2: with Andre. <laughs> It is. No. I'm going to the danger No, It doesn't I even sound remotely close to. to I'm going to the, the danger okay, zone. Okay, fine. Sorry. Okay, lyric corrector. All right. I went to the danger zone. Yeah, see? It's not highway it's not to the danger zone. Tense.
3: He's going, not I went. Yo, he went to the danger zone. Because he went to the danger zone. It probably wasn't very dangerous. Highway if to, you to the come danger zone. Say,
2: yes. Highway? Oh, is this Fast and Furious or is this Top Gun?
3: Both. <laughs> uh, it's Fast and Furious In no. Jets. <laughs> soon to be Fast and
1: Furious 11. <laughs> Let me ask you one last question. Uh, who sings that song, Aj? It's uh, Kenny G. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, it's Kenny Loggins. <laughs> No, and I think it's better. No, I think, is the I think it's best if we leave it to him. Kenny Loggins
2: is the country. singer. I think it's best
1: if we leave it to him. Kenny
2: Loggins is the country singer. He's Dude. the one that sings "Little Boy with a Baseball Bat," <laughs> went up the boom and swung his bat. <laughs> yeah, that's Kenny Loggins. Look, do Kenny I, G. Right, look.
3: Ajay, do I come into your show and degrade your profession? Stop. Could
2: you just stop,
3: please?
1: <laughs> I just, I'm just saying. I the the goal of most radio shows are to retain and grow as much audience as possible. Not to drive them away. They're not
2: being driven away. They want to know why, who made up a highway to the danger zone. That is the worst. I have lost all disrespect for Kenny G. All disrespect, so you have nothing but respect. Wait, less no, form. that's not what I meant. I have lost. I'm really angry with Kenny G. Uh, Leon
1: Rice texts in, uh, Ajay, it makes more sense if you understand Top Gun.
2: I do understand Top Clay Gun. Clearly don't. A guy's hanging out with uh, the seagull, right? That's his name. And then they're uh, on a plane. I mean, he gets blown up. Seagull this dies. This
3: is just insulting. This is an American classic. All right, let's uh, go to a Pixic show. Oh, wait.
2: Why'd they call him Maverick? That's a gas station.
3: That's brutal. Because <laughs> he's a wild card. Maverick also means wild card. Is That's it really? He is, yes. You're a Maverick. You're wild. You're out you of wild, control. Independent, I'm looking that up untamed. on Wikipedia right now. <laughs> okay, so
1: pick six plus three because uh, A.J. was with us last week. Do you see, he lost? because Though
3: A.J. made all the picks one. for me. That's why I, that's why I didn't. Donovan win. Mitchell don't, points.
1: Don't blame me. Donovan Mitchell points in the All-Star game. The line was set at 12 and a half. He actually scored 15. What? Yes. I took the over. Very
3: quiet 15. A.J.
1: took the over. A.J., you went under. Ha! He didn't score 15. Let's call it here. Duh. 15. Uh, who wins Friday, Nevada or Colorado State? Nevada, in fact, won eighty-five to eighty-two. AJ, you picked Colorado State. Stupid. AJ, you picked Colorado State. I picked Nevada.
3: That's the one he just picked because we, dude, he's
1: rigging. Yeah, <laughs> bull crap. Fresno State three pointers made versus USU on Saturday. The line was set at seven and a half. They actually made seven. AJ, you went over. I didn't go over. I said under. AJ and I went under.
2: That's bull.
1: So this far. This is baloney. I'm 3 and 0. AJ is 0 for 3. AJ you're 2 for 1. All right, I just got to make up a point somewhere. All right. The USU record after their two games for the last week. Would the How would they go? They went 2 and 0. They beat both Wyoming and Fresno State. We all got that correct.
3: Yeah, you're on the scoreboard. High five. Just
2: put your hand down. <laughs> bull crap. I'm celebrating. I'm I said 4 and 0. I said AJ's 1 and yeah, 3. Yeah, he rigged it. He's like, I'm 4 and 0, oh, but I rigged it. It's cool.
1: <laughs> AJ's 3 and 1. Okay, Raleigh Worcester minutes versus Wyoming. The line was set at 15 and a half. We all went under. He actually had 34 minutes versus Wyoming. Yeah, that's Jeez. my bad. i might trying to give a bad scouting analysis on that one. <laughs> Boise
2: State call <laughs>
3: AJ. <Ajay. laughs>
1: all right. Uh who would have more rebounds versus Wyoming? Ketta or Bean? We all took Ketta. It was Bean. We all got it right. Oh. Ketta had 13. Bean had 10. Bean out-rebounded Ketta in, in the Fresno State game. But for Wyoming, it was Ketta. I'm doing pretty good. So you are doing well. Oh, good for you. All right, Michigan versus Michigan State on Thursday. That was bad. Yes! I won one. The line was set at Y'am Michigan by 15 and a half. Cheese curd? In fact, Michigan won by 19. Aj took the over. <laughs> AJ and I went under.
3: Dang it. All
1: right, Brock Miller. I Miller's. meant the second game. Wait, what's <laughs> the uh, score? Let's see. So I've You're got, way behind. So it doesn't matter. I've got five. <laughs> Wait, not,
2: why can't I be that behind? I've got five. I've got three. You've got three. Think AJ four. has four. Four. Okay, two more to go. You guys copied each other the whole time. This is dumb.
1: Two more to go. The still very watching play here. Okay, Brock Miller made threes. I'm not playing anymore. Against Wyoming. The line was set at four and a half. He did not play. He had zero.
3: Yes! I took the under.
1: <laughs> Aj and AJ took the under. I took the over. Thanks,
3: Brock Miller. All right. Here we go. Oh, Aj now has
1: five. AJ has five. I have five. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Hey, Excuse me. Aj to... has four.
2: Ah! What AJ has five. four at this point. I have five. You have four
3: at
1: this point. No,
2: because you miscounted one. I, I was over. I you did said not miscount. Yeah,
3: wrote it as you e said. E it. Okay, we well, misheard. Recount, please. So I've got five. Stop Ajay's the count. got four. AJ has five. Last it was Purdue, wasn't it?
1: Purdue in Indiana. Suck at Hoosiers. Purdue. You st- uh, AJ, you set the line Purdue by six and a half. Can't say that on air. They won by nine. I took the under. You two took the over. AJ wins. He has six <laughs> yes. correct See? picks.
2: I told you he didn't win because he was being salty. AJ and I both had five. I think. Yes. Like,
1: I
3: don't think I've lost one that I've gotten
2: to do no, yet. No, you're actually 3-0 in oh <laughs> these things. But there's no tiebreaker. So, neither one of us technically lost. We tied. Well, AJ beat us, so yeah, we lost.
3: Yay, Purdue. Moved up to number 20 and a four seed. Go Boilermakers.
2: Nice. It's not my fault though.
3: Look, the Mountain West hosed you. it's fair. We know what the policy is. <laughs> Austin Let's me. get Leon Rose on this. <laughs> Can Ajay get a mulligan? <laughs> no.
1: Two four oh nine. Where Ajay doesn't know the difference between Kenny G, Kenny Loggins, and Kenny Rogers. It's no wonder he can't pick a winner.
2: <laughs> oh, Kenny Loggins. Yo. <laughs> oh, Kenny Rogers.
1: Five <laughs> three four or excuse me, four three four eight. Kenny Rogers, Aj weekly denial of the pick six is too much. <laughs> no,
2: I get hosed
1: every time. Six one three three. Aj, it's Kenny Loggins. Stop embarrassing yourself.
2: Wait, is it really? Yes.
1: yes, it's Kenny Loggins.
2: Yes, it is. Who sings uh Oh, that's interesting.
1: I thought uh, it was Kenny G. Leon Rice texts in. Who's Kenny G? Aj sounds like Boise State when he doesn't win pick six.
3: And Leon Rose would know. <laughs> <laughs> that's Leon Rose. <laughs> okay. Uh nine four <laughs> nine four six three. It's actually the general manager of the Knicks. Leon Rice is my man. Nine four six three. AJ loses
1: a pick six point away from getting three consecutive Kenny's mixed up.
2: <laughs> How come I'm getting tagged by all our textures? What did I do? Now he's just trying to stream uh, the out second foul part play. Of the
1: is even better. Side note. Can't wait to watch NBA on TNT tonight with Shaq. Chuck, Ernie, and Kenny Loggins. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: worse. Just, swear, it's just Kenny another Kenny G. to
1: throw in the
2: mix. Who's Kenny G then? I swear. he's the jazz player. The There's no player that plays for the jazz named Kenny G. <laughs> <laughs> There's no explaining
3: out of this rabbit hole, is there? Just keep digging deeper. He plays minutes. A few know. minutes as a backup guard. It's Kenny
2: G. I'm going to the. Or, wait, no, was that? I went, yeah, I went to the danger highway. Zone. Highway to it's the danger zone. it doesn't make any sense. All day, every day, it's we're highway. We're in a plane, but we're on a highway. Even if it's in the air. There's no freeways in the sky. It's a metaphorical highway, AJ. That is one of the worst metaphorical, uh, see, that's why that show, that movie's so bad.
3: It is not bad, it's is is a classic. That's why it's one of
2: the worst is movies cla- ever mm. in sports history. All right, here you go,
3: 8798. Let me see if I can read this real fast. Ajay sounds like your annoying little brother That can never win and just whines about it Okay you know what <laughs> You know what Here's here's some music to calm your soul up. Okay. okay
2: You still look stressed Who's that Is it oh it's that one song Um Oh man who is that Um Richard (laughs) Marx I love (laughs) Richard
6: The Cache Valley Media Group Home and Garden Show presented by Anderson Seed and Garden is March 26th and 27th at the Eccles Ice Center. For 25 plus years, thousands of people have enjoyed this fun and helpful home show. Main Street access, great parking, and thousands of visitors make it perfect for your business. Reserve your space today. Google Cash Valley Home and Garden Show for details or call 752-1390. All COVID
5: precautions will be taken. Cache Valley is absolutely beautiful. It's always fun to be outdoors. Winter is the perfect time to let the Allergy Clinic inside the Cache Valley Hospital and now in Providence help you with venom testing for next spring and summer. The Allergy Clinic offers testing and treatment to life-threatening stings from honeybees, yellow jackets, white-faced hornets, yellow hornets, and wasps. Independent physicians Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette offer Cache Valley a full-time allergy clinic in two locations, Providence and inside the Cache Valley Hospital. The Allergy Clinic accepts most insurance, including SelectMed. Call the Allergy Clinic at 753-7880. That's 753 753- 7880. You see them everywhere. You
7: may own one. In fact, you may be wearing one right now. A t-shirt printed by The Logo Shop. The Logo Shop's been around 30 years and printed over a million shirts. Have them custom print your shirts. For businesses, teams, clubs, groups, family reunions, The Logo Shop screen prints t-shirts, custom embroiders golf shirts and outerwear. The Logo Shop could put your logo on anything. From pens and water bottles to travel bags and coolers. See more at WeLogoStuff.com. The Logo
5: Shop. We logo.
7: Shop. Getting engaged for more than
1: a century, Esseneum Jewelers is where Utah gets engaged. Gals love our rings while guys love our prices. In fact, we price our diamond engaged rings to be as low or lower than any store in the state. We compete with anyone, whether a department store, big box, or a national jewelry store, we consistently beat any 50 to 70% off sales, student discounts, or so-called wholesale prices. With engaged rings starting at $1,000, we are where Utah gets engaged. Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, Essie Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the
0: clock. It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6, on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
2: Oh yeah, no, you're absolutely not allowed to hit Hey, is it no? Um, I know the rog- Kenny Rogers guy. He was the uh, pitcher for the Rangers. Eric, how do you deal with this? Seriously? No, I'm serious. He was Kenny Rogers, was the pitcher for the Rangers. What, like Rogers. And Harrison Ford was the great car maker. Of Detroit. Is that what you're gonna tell me next? <laughs> <laughs> what the H standard for? Oh Harrison Ford. No. No. I'm serious. Harrison's
3: Ford family owns the Detroit Lions. Are telling You guys suck. Get great, off my
2: franchise. Automaker. <laughs> you guys are bullies.
3: Aj, before we let you go,
1: maybe as we shove you out the door, <laughs> to get your Kennys straight, <laughs> Kenny the Jet Smith. I want your last observations from Utah State oh, geez. and Fresno okay, State. Just uh, the how they flipped that switch at halftime. We we talked about Alfonso Anderson and his impact in the second half, but for me, the guy that really flipped the switch and flipped the the script for Utah State was was, uh, Bean. Yeah, Bean. How well he ran the set plays, found himself in the right place at the right time, got offense going, and then once he started to make those baskets, it's like everybody else started to feel the rhythm and yeah. start putting the ball in the hoop.
2: No, Bean's been really good. In fact, I think something that Coach Smith continually praises Bean about from year one to now is his ability to understand fundamental basketball and execute in a very fundamental way. He's not pretty. He's not shiny. I mean, it's just fundamental basketball with him and everything he does, and that's what's most impressive. Number two, that bench was dead in the first half. I mean, they looked disinterested in playing basketball at all. They came out the second half, and it wasn't like they were hopping around they just came out with an intense focus. Like Coach Smith is very, very, very critical um, in making sure that, that bench is aware of everything that is going on in the game to make sure they are up and cheering and and helping the team out. And that bench was really, really good in the second half about lifting up a team in front of in a game with no fans, which is really hard to do. The bench has got to be that support, and I thought the bench was really good on Saturday night.
1: Yeah, I really liked how just everything about Utah State in the second half was dialed up. Yeah. like Every every motion was quicker. When they went the, uh, through the ball into the post, Keta was a much more decisive about what he was going to do. Yeah. Is he going to pass out? Is he going to try to back the guy down? He's not going to hold it. It's not going to stick. I just thought everything was ratcheted up. The speed just was a lot quicker and how Utah State was trying to run through their motions. And that put Fresno State on their heels, running around a lot more, whereas in the first half they were able to collapse – And kind of slow things down and just get really sticky for the Aggies. So uh, just loved how they were able to just keep fighting,
2: dialed up through pressure defensively. And you need that too—a gut check win. You need one of those games against a team that it's not supposed to be up there, but is with you. Can you know step for step for 40 minutes? They needed that kind of a game to get ready for the Mountain West Conference tournament. Worked out well. How weird is it that both games played out almost exactly? Oh my gosh! Yeah, you're spot on with that. Isn't that crazy? First uh, half
1: was just a slog for both teams. Or both times Utah State played Fresno. Second half, Aggies come out. Much more pace, much more confidence, and score a ton of points in the second half to pull away for the victory. Well,
2: the other thing, too, is you look at the San Diego State game. In game two, they trailed by 10.5, 32-22. They went on that big run to start the second half and got themselves right back into it. Did so in this game. Down 10.5, got right back into it. Um, Threw a nice little run. Um, bench play came through. Ball movement was great. And like you said, I, the defensive side of the court was just absolutely phenomenal. Big, big stuff on the other side of the uh, court in defense basketball, and that's why you're seeing all the awards being given out the way they are today.
1: First half struggles against both Wyoming and Fresno State, and then to some degree some challenges for big stretches against Nevada. Concerning for Utah State going into the tournament, or yes, despite that, they still found ways to win in all those games?
2: I've still yet to see a coach in the Mount West Conference make better halftime adjustments than Craig Smith. I haven't seen one yet. And I think Craig Smith is about as good as good at it as anybody else in the conference. I so. would yeah, I would agree with that. I think at the Fresno one specifically, but I think for both of them just two teams who didn't
3: really have anything to play for so this was their chance to make a statement and then Fresno knocked up Boise so they're probably I think playing with a lot of confidence.
1: Yeah, I, I I how the uh that that coaching staff figures out how to get their team Dialed in if there aren't if they aren't in the first half. Yeah, I mean we've seen it so many different times this year, um, and uh, it's a very versatile team. So I know a lot of people have said, "Look, this doesn't have uh, Sam Merrill, shot maker in the clutch. How are they going to handle it?" I think they've proven that we don't need they don't need it. It can
2: be different guys. At they different don't need times it. Yeah, plays a team. Ashworth, Alechugan out. rally Woosper's getting confidence back in himself. They're going to be fine. They're going to be just fine. All right, coming up next
1: hour, we'll get into those postseason recognitions that we talked about. Bleacher Report has something really nice to say about NEMI. Mountain West Media, they have voted on their player of the year, defensive player of the year, first team, second team, all that. And we'll also get into our recaps and our observations of what happened on the All-Star weekend on Sunday. Stick around. It's coming up more next hour here on the Full Court Press. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. I don't know if you'll ever see Steph
6: Curry again in the NBA Finals. The Warriors are at a crossroads, the nucleus of the championship team getting older, and they haven't been able to stay healthy, but last night, Curry gave us a reminder of what he's capable of. First, he hit his final shot to beat Mike Conley in the three-point shooting contest. Then he extended his range to half-court in the actual game itself, hitting multiple long-distance bombs. Now, Curry has had a huge impact on the game. Everybody shoots threes, and they're shooting it from farther and farther and farther. But Curry is the original, and he hits shots from the logo more consistently than anyone in the league. Last night, he reminded us that he is the best shooter of all time. And it sounds like hyperbole or recency bias, but the numbers back it up. He's a player for the history books, and it's a joy to watch him while he's still at the top of his game. For as long as that is going to last, sit back and enjoy. You may not see somebody like him again. I'm Dan Patrick and this is Above the Noise. When Callaway introduced the Apex irons, they created the player's distance iron category. Now they're redefining it with the Apex 21, the first forged irons designed with artificial intelligence. With Apex, classic forged craftsmanship is paired with the futuristic AI for a combination of tour feel, incredible distance, and shot-making control. There's an Apex for everyone. There's Apex, Apex Pro, and the new, forgiving Apex DCB. Find your Apex at CallawayGolf.com Apex. Guys, as an athlete, I've always been very competitive. I want to be the best. Takes work. Takes drive. No plans to slow down. That's why I take M-Drive. The supplement for guys who want to stay on top. Powerful ingredients backed by science help me get energized, stronger, and leaner. Get M-Drive at Walgreens Rite Aid, Vitamin Shop, or go to mdrivedan.com today. Get free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee. So don't let age beat you. mdrivedan.com. And make sure you refine your prime.
8: This is The
7: Herd. The winner in this is also Colin Cowherd. Tiger Woods was driving way too fast on a road nobody should drive fast on. He has, through the years, liked driving fast. It mirrors his life. And as one of the great writers of the 20th century's once wrote, F. Scott Fitzgerald, find me a hero and I'll write you a
0: tragedy. This is The Herd. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. This is Nate Lamson with
8: Valley Office Systems. We want to thank you for allowing our work family to support your work family during 2020. We look forward to a great year in 2021 and the opportunity to support many more in our valley. Valley Office Systems, a service company above all else.
4: To buy your home, you became a house-hunting ace. Learned about loans, scoured neighborhoods, and asked the right questions. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.
0: You asked, begged, and even pleaded. And the heavens heard you. KLGN Logan. 106.9 FM. 1390 AM. The Fan.
8: We are- And here's what you
7: need to know. The Dallas Cowboys sparing Dak Prescott the franchise tag. NFL Network reporting Dallas has a new deal with their quarterback. ESPN notes the contract is four years for $160 million, up to $164 million with incentives, a record whopping $126 million guaranteed, and the first three years average about $42 million per, and he gets a no-trade clause. According to ESPN, Chris Mortensen, the NFL insider, Eagles owner Jeff Lurie has ordered the team to treat QB Jalen Hurts as the starter heading into the 2021 season. In college basketball Creighton reinstituting Greg McDermott as head basketball coach just in time for the Big East tournament. After suspending him a single game for making racially insensitive remarks, McDermott will take a class next month with the Racial Equity Institute to help him better realize how racism permeates through society. I'm Brian Fenley. The Aggies, the Jazz, the
0: High Schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
1: What's going on, everybody? Eric Franson, AJ Knight here on the Full Court Press. Welcome back. Hour 2 a lot of fun in hour 1. If you missed it, you can go back. <laughs> There's a lot a lot to take in from Your uh, ears will bleed. What we went over in the first hour. Uh but uh a lot of our podcasts available on our website 1069thefan.com. Who won pick 6? Who really is Kenny Loggins or Kenny Rogers or, or Kenny, Kenny G? Smith? <laughs> or Kenny Smith. Do Kenny's even exist? Kenny Chesney. We didn't talk about Kenny Chesney. We're talking about uh, musical artists. Oh Why is Kenny such a popular name among artists? Uh, <laughs> weird. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, so if you want to weigh in, 435 um, 339 In fact, 9463, Ajay's brain is on the highway to the danger zone.
3: He's just very literal, clearly. He just doesn't want metaphors, similes. Just tell it to him right as it is so he can mess it up on the spot. (laughs) That's that's right.
1: Oh, boy. Okay, so Utah State with a huge win. um, Maybe Well, huge, in fact, in the way that they came back from being down. I don't know that it's huge as far as what it means in standings or net rankings, but huge in how they came back and how they got the win. for Utah State against uh, Fresno State on Saturday, Uh, The seeding is now set. The final standings are done in the Mountain West Conference. And with the Nevada over Colorado State win and Boise State's collapse at the end of the season, Utah State comes into the tournament once again as a two-seed. Every year under Craig Smith, Utah State has been a two-seed. In the previous two years as a two-seed, it's worked out pretty well for the Aggies.
3: Not bad. Just where they want them. (laughs) I mean, they had to be pretty familiar then with the scheduling at least. I mean, obviously the opponents change, but... Well, it puts Utah State on the opposite side of the bracket of San Diego State. Yep. Which
1: And Boise and Nevada, which those are, those are the teams that I'd be wanting to avoid. The Aggies do have to face Colorado State. They split with the Rams, um, and they split with the UNLV, uh, but frankly, I'm... I feel better about those matchups than the other ones that they may face if they were on the other side of the bracket. So
3: Here's a good question because Ajay talked about this a lot when we were talking about the Mountain West to start the the full-court press about how beat San Diego State. Obviously, it was early in the season. Where do you think Utah State is now as a team from where they were when they split with UNLV and where they are now is where they were when they split with Colorado State? Because Colorado State was like, what, halfway through and UNLV was about the same spot, wasn't it? They were pretty close to each other. Yeah. Because um, obviously we had plenty of people. You got you and Aj talked and really talked about Shoga, who wasn't really a factor early on. Now he's coming. But, so where do you put them now compared to where they were when they split with those two teams? So they, they
1: swept San Diego State. And the following week, they split the Colorado State Series. And the week after that, they split the UNLV Series. Right. So uh, I think the biggest difference for Utah State now is that this is a team that has... I think developed more of a bench with Max Schulga I think that uh, Nimi has – he was a good player before, but look what he's done over the last couple of weeks here. Yeah. It's incredible. Offensively and Offensively and defensively. people on the boards. All the double-doubles, the impact in the paint, uh, and defensively how Utah State is limiting their opponents. Um, I, They're not necessarily blowing teams away offensively, but this way they're playing collectively as a unit. Um, I just think there's, this is a team that's grown up and has learned how to do things because they've been without Brock Miller for a little while. They have to figure out how to change their lineup there. They were out with, uh, without uh, Raleigh Worcester for a little bit. I think that hurt them in the Boise series. So they've, they've had to, uh, out of necessity, had to try to figure out how to develop other pieces in their lineup and I think now that everybody's back, that's really
3: helped them and given them more experience and more depth. I mean, that's, I think, one of those things where you're like, ah, if when if would have maybe beat Boise if, if Worcester wasn't hurt. But the same thing is maybe Shoga's not where he's at if Worcester doesn't get hurt. And all of a sudden now Worcester comes back and you have Shoga. Maybe the difference in winning a Mountain West championship again or not. I no, mean, I think true. you probably, I think you'd probably take that if I sold you, or you know, at the beginning of the season, you have to get swept by Boise. But if you do, you win the Mountain West tournament a third year. I think most people would probably live with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I, I would have taken. That's it what as it well. takes. Yeah, because that's the only thing that matters.
1: That is your only automatic path to the tournament is to the NCAA tournament is winning the conference
3: tournament. And I the think only the only sure thing. I think the other thing that's great too is oh, Boise State's whining already about their. COVID testing that's going to happen on Thursday. I mean, San Diego state probably, uh, I think has obviously a lot of retention. They've been there two two straight years to the championship, two straight years. But I mean, the leaders on the Utah state team, they know what it is. They know what the schedule is going to be like. They know what they have to do. They know what it's like to grind and win. So, I mean, they ought to be nothing ought to take them by surprise. They've done it two years in a row. Business
1: as usual. That's true. And there's a good number of guys on this squad, this year's squad that, that did that last year that were around that, that, uh, were a part of that team and good contributors that right played important roles. Yeah. So it's not it's not foreign territory for them. Colorado State um this is going to be a little unfamiliar territory for them to be uh, you know th- be a team that that other teams are gunning for. Yeah. At this kind of level at least the team this year. So Utah State, very familiar territory. San Diego State, absolutely. They know what it takes.
3: Boise State, very familiar territory. Not going to win against Nevada. <laughs> Getting past the semifinal—that's—that's uh, that's, they don't know what does that mean. I'm telling you, I'm going to see what the line is. I'm going to bet on the Wolf Pack. I do not think Boise State's going to beat them. I like. I get. I get. This is the biggest problem I had, and we talked about this at Nauseam, And I got in a fight with Twitter, Boise State Twitter, and it was on RJ and I's podcast this week too. They were not a lock. Your season is still on the line, and they came out flat and then proceeded to whine about it. I just, I don't think they're po- focusing on the tournament. I really don't. I think they're just—they're gone. They've given up. I just think it's hard to get back from that. Boise State? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know what what what
1: is going on there with Coach Leon Rose. <laughs> New York Knicks general manager. <laughs> wrong wrong person. <laughs> that, uh, that he has such a habit
3: of collapsing late in the season. Well, that's the other thing, too. He's it, got a good roster. I don't know what the explanation is because that I have no idea. I don't know coaching enough. But the thing is, that's the losing to Fresno is probably the worst thing for him because uh, clearly his team struggles down the stretch. Now he's going to go in the tournament. They were went from basically, what, a week and a half? They were winning the regular season title to fourth. Yeah, And now they have the toughest, problem, as you said, the toughest second-round matchup. I mean, talk about feeling pressure. Uh, by the way, the latest
1: AP and uh, coaches poll rankings are out today. San Diego State 19 hmm. in the uh, AP and uh, tied for 19th uh, in the coaches, tied with Purdue. Yeah, go Boilermakers.
3: Purdue jumped four spots in the rankings, and San Diego State moved up two. Now, Purdue's an interesting spot, too. Ohio State's projected to be a two-seed. Purdue swept them this season, and that's who they're going to play probably in Wednesday. Thursday? Well, I can't remember. They have a double bye. Help me understand this.
1: Colorado State, in the coaches' poll, gets one vote. Yeah, one vote. After losing this to Nevada.
3: I... I, I always like those stories where they talk about the coaches poll where they talk but they they go through and they find out who voted for who and they're like this person voted for this team even though they've lost three in a row. Clearly someone's drunk at the wheel.
1: <laughs> Speaking of drunk at the wheel, somebody in the AP poll gave one vote to San Diego. Probably thinking it was San Diego State. But it went to San Diego How do you, how do you go
3: back and check that? Like, hey, by the way, like nobody else is voting for these guys. Are you sure you want to send a vote this way? Like, that's ridiculous. That just shouldn't be allowed to happen. Uh, San Diego, uh,
1: where are they? What conference do they play in? West Coast. They are. I think so. They are three and eleven.
3: Yeah, top twenty-five. But let's give them a top twenty-five vote. Yeah, yeah. Go
8: Toreros.
3: They should just say whoever that whoever was that voter. They should just not even. They should just say so and so abstains courteously from voting this week. <laughs> They're in a one-week you, timeout. You lose your card. You voted irresponsibly. You don't get to vote this week. We'll see you, Smith,
1: next week, and we'll go from there. Friends, do not let friends vote for three and eleven basketball teams in the top twenty. What
3: is happening? Top twenty-five. That is ridiculous. That's on the poll posters too. They should be. Like, they shouldn't just be. Like, hey, whatever. You should probably check that one. Is there like not a mechanism to say, "Hey, are you? Are you sure?" That's ridiculous. You sure you want to vote for San Diego?
1: <laughs> I mean, they only won three games all year, but.
3: A brutal conference season. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> West Coast, that's it's tough. Team. I mean, I mean, it's Gonzaga, it's BYU, and then whoa. Uh, uh, Pepperdine. Uh. Oh, word. No offense, Pepperdine. Uh, so Utah
1: State didn't get any votes. Um, at least not in that poll. But they did get some respect in the media. Uh, those who cover Mountain West conference, um, with their own. I guess, postseason awards. So the the coaches will do their awards. Those right. will be released tomorrow. It used to be a blended coaches and media that the Mountain West would do, but um, for a few years now, they just haven't done – the Mountain West has not done an official uh, postseason awards that includes the media. So media kind of came together and said, okay, one vote per market that follows where these schools are. We'll put together our own Kudos postseason awards. So – Congrat, you know, good to them for doing that. Um, by the way, I'm not aware that we got any of those votes that we were able to participate in that. But nonetheless, here just is just how it just came out. Bangagong eventually. It came down. Right uh, first, the, the individual honors. Uh, player of the year, Namish Ketta. He got eight votes. David Roddy from Colorado State, he got two. Matt Mitchell at San Diego State got one. Coach of the year, Nico Medved at Colorado State. Yeah. He got seven votes. Brian Dutcher at San Diego State, he got four. Defensive player of the year, unanimous. Nami Kedah, Utah State. Uh, newcomer of the year, Grant Sherfield, a na- unanimous selection there at Nevada. Freshman of the year, near unanimous, going to Marcus Williams at Wyoming. <laughs> he got 10 votes. Raleigh Worcester got one. Can we be honest? It should
3: that one should have been unanimous.
1: It should have been unanimous. That should have been unanimous. Uh look, when you compare the two, uh somebody asked me for this earlier in the day, and so I did a, a quick comparison. This is just going on stats. But both are starters for their teams. But Marcus Williams, uh, he leads Wyoming with fourteen excuse me, fifteen points a game, fourteen point nine points a game, two and a half rebounds, four assists. 1.1 steals. And he plays
3: a crap load of minutes, too, I not yes. That was in the pregame Friday we were talking about. He does play a lot of minutes. Raleigh Worcester, also a good player, good contributor yeah, for the Aggies. Absolutely.
1: He's a starter. Absolutely. Uh, but he's averaging 9 points a game, 9.1 points a game, 3.6 rebounds, 3.4 assists, and one steal. So, may have been a little bit of home cooking somewhere along the way there. I think so. Raleigh Worcester got a vote. Um, other recognitions: They did the All Mountain West first team. Nimi Keta received more votes than anybody. Uh, he's on that the first team with along with David Roddy at Colorado State, Matt Mitchell at San Diego State, Grant Sherfield at Nevada, Derek Alston Jr. Boise State. I can't disagree with any of that. I think that's
3: no. That's far. Those are the I, people you know, I would pick. I, I think those the media's, the biggest media is doing pretty good.
1: Yeah, biggest contributors. Uh, Mountain West second team. Isaiah Stevens at Colorado State, Jordan Shackle at San Diego State, Bryce Hamilton at UNLV, Orlando Robinson at Fresno State, and Justin Bean for Utah State.
3: You know, it's funny. I, I'm glad he got the recognition because you guys were talking about it in August about how he's not flashy. And You know what it reminds me of? And there's probably someone more historical context, but it's just I remember him when I first got here. Is Quinn Taylor. Mm. Someone who just because I remember seeing a couple games and talking about him and he just was a forward who did a lot of stuff and you'd occasionally get a highlight where he made a sweet pass or he got a dunk, but he was just he was just a glue guy. And I remember talking about it after that season with you guys and you're talking about that he was going to be really tough to replace just because of all the little things he did. And I think it's, it's Bean. I mean, Bean stepped into that role and filled in admirably.
1: I think if somebody were to write a dictionary for different terms you might use to describe basketball and basketball-type players, and if you were to look up Glue guy, there'd be a picture of Justin B. I think so. Uh, I think he epitomizes that to every typical definition you could describe to that. Uh, just how he's always in motion, always in the around the basket. He may not show up in a lot of different stats for the th- things he does with deflections or causing players to change their directions, uh, but he fits that to a T. Like I don't know that he has like a a real great offensive skill set,
3: but he gets points because he's active around the basket. Well, it's one thing. I think it's, the again, the confidence to – you guys were talking about this with with Alfonso. Here's what I do good. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to worry about trying to do anything else. This is what I know I could do, and if it's not available, I'm going to make a smart pass, set it back up again. Yeah. I mean, in the Wyoming game, uh, Bean had some set
1: plays on the left side of the court, mid-range jumper. That was his shot. He was comfortable with it, and he made it. He had a good percentage. Um, when he gets outside of that, he's not a great three-point shooter, but occasionally he'll try to put one up. But really what he's best at is being active around the basket. And he
3: excels at that. Him and Kata out-rebound Nevada in that second game. Those two. Yeah, just those two. Those two.
1: I want to mention, too, uh, that um, Brock Miller did get on the honorable mention. So some really good love there shown from the media that follow the Mountain West. Um player of the year for for Nimi. That any surprise there? I mean, we debated this for coming into the end of the season who might get that because some will just automatically default to who's the best player on the best team. So, here's but my theory. That guy only got one vote. Here's my
3: theory. So, because I think the argument for Kada is that he is he was the biggest piece in Utah State again being successful after losing Merrill and uh and Porter. And then I think but and so they decided they were going to reward the players as opposed to the coach. They're like, ah, eh, it's Craig Smith. He's just going to hit. This is what he does. And so I think they split them because the second voter for player of the year was Roddy from Colorado State, but the coach for Colorado State won coach of the year. Because I don't, like, I don't disagree that is one of the best players in the Mountain West, but also the coach clearly put together a good team and I think deserves some credit, but I think because they've won back-to-back Mountain West tournaments, it's like, ah, pff, normal. He's just doing what he does. <laughs> so I think they split them. They gave coach, and Colorado State coach deserves it because I don't think anybody had them looking like this. So he definitely deserves credit. Yeah, and I totally
1: agree. And I think that's why Nico Medved deserved to get the recognition. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can make a strong case for for Dutcher. I mean, here's another top 25 season from San Diego State. But who thought that Colorado State would be as
3: impactful as they've been? Lenardi has them first team in the last four in. So they're probably what? Two more wins because that first one in the Mountain West tournament is not going to be great. Lock it up a spot.
1: Uh, So f- their first game would be against likely Fresno State, and then their second game would be against the Aggies in the semifinals.
3: <sighs> Mountain West, I mean, do you see three teams getting in? I know we keep talking about this because, I again, I don't think Boise beats Nevada, and I think they're out. I don't think they're getting in because I don't think they beat Nevada.
1: The Best case scenario, and we've talked about this, for the good of the Mountain West, for the good of the Mountain West, somebody needs to knock off San Diego State before they get to the championship game. Yeah. Can
3: that happen? Uh, they're good. I don't know. It has to be Boise like, State or Nevada. Did they, uh, forgive me, I don't know, while we're talking about this, did they have an injury something? Because they started out really good, and then they kind of bottomed out a little bit, and then they finished strong. And they're a good program, so it's not like I'm surprised they finished strong. But it seemed like... Everybody was talking about because they had that great season last year, and everybody was, and they were ranked, and they played a pretty good non-conference at least initially, and then it seemed like they got in the Mountain West and kind of stuttered a little bit. Uh, their losses, San Diego State's losses,
1: are against BYU in solid. San Diego. They're solid at home against Colorado State. Again, solid, and then swept by the Yankees. They have not, not lost bad. since Utah State beat them twice. I and think Utah State second played game them when they did not them.
3: include Matt Mitchell. Okay, then that yeah. That's fair. That's why they're ranked. Those are, those are solid teams. Man, if only Utah State could have beat BYU. Or got one against Boise. Yeah, or that.
1: I would have loved the complaining to start a week earlier. <laughs> so, uh, the, the real question here is how much will the media postseason awards be similar or different to than what comes out from the coaches tomorrow? I and, feel like these are pretty
3: straightforward.
1: I think that based on at least for Utah State purposes, based on the the uh, the gap between Nimi and the others under consideration, both were how many votes he got in points he got as a first team member. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and how he got the Player of the Year nod and Defensive Player of the Year. The, the gap that exists from Nimi and everybody else, it. I think that the coaches will be pretty much the same. I'd be surprised if it's
3: not Nimi Keta. I agree. I mean, because I agree with you on the gap. And the other thing is, even as Utah State fan, you can't look at it and be like, <laughs> no. I mean, this, like, there's no way you can make an argument against K to there. Maybe the gap between him and Roddy's closer. But Keta, I mean, everybody knew you as a Utah State avid fan would be able to test. Who was the guy coming in? Knew about Bean, knew about Keta. Total new backcourt. Completely new backcourt. So if I'm a coach early on, double team in the post. Don't care. Don't know what's going on with those guys. Going to assume they can't play until they prove me wrong. Mm, True. And they started out slow, but I think a part of that is a test. You had a whole new roster with no practice time. And in Craig Smith fashion, it took them about what, five games, and they figured it out. (laughs) Yes. It's true. Uh, Something else, maybe to
1: consider, uh, not that it really means a whole lot because it's not anything. Official from the Mountain West, but the Bleacher Report, they put together their own postseason awards, not just for the Mountain West, but this is all of college basketball. Um, and they they did like uh, sixth man and most improved and coach, and a lot of different things, uh, a lot of different categories. But as their defensive player of the year in all of college basketball, they awarded it to Nami Ishketa. Some of these advanced statistics
3: are insane. Did you read these from Ken Palm? Yeah. Yeah, give them to us. So uh, it says right here, just a little snippet, it says it's so rare for a team to be good at both contesting shots and limiting second-chance opportunities. Oftentimes a shot blocker will reject it right back to a shooting team, which counts as an offensive rebound, or he'll go for a block, alter the shot, but will take himself out of the rebounding equation and open the door for a shooting team to get the ball back. Not Ketta though. He's fourth in the nation in block percentage and twentieth in defensive rebounding percentage, making it ever so difficult for teams to get clean looks or second chances. The top one is insane too. It says only two men's two players in men's college basketball have averaged at least nine and a half rebounds, two point nine blocks, and one steal per season. Those players are Kentucky's Anthony Davis and Nemius Ketta. That's
1: insane. Who's that Anthony Davis guy? Did he turn out to be any good? When he's healthy. <laughs> That is insane, but what I also love about this is that they point out not just his ketta's defensive prowess, but what he's done offensively and how he sees the court. The two point eight assists per game, uh, the, the steals. He had a great steal at the top of the key against Fresno State. Took it down for a a, a dunk on a fast break. Uh, just it, it points to his court vision, his good hands, uh, but also what he's doing offensively. Um, this is at the, the end of the Bleacher Report post about Nimi Keta as to why he should be the defensive player of the year in all of college basketball. It says, Three weeks ago, his career high in yeah. scoring was 24 points. He then had 26, 30, and 32-point efforts in the second half of February. <laughs> Look for this mid-major star to get some second- and third-team All-American love in the coming days. That's huge. Well, that's
3: what they said. They came back as he you know, obviously you want to work on a big guy free throws, but the big thing was his passing. You need to be a better passer when the double team comes. Assist numbers right there.
1: And that's really what I thought a, a big part of that difference in the second half against Fresno State is he was a lot quicker in how he made his motions. Either he was going to take it, back his guy down and go for the basket, or he was going to do a quick maybe dribble, look for you know, survey the field and then make the pass out. He seemed a lot more decisive and the uh, deliberate in what he was going to do in the post, and that really helped them get going as well. But that's really been his skill set. So many inside-out plays for Utah State all year have uh, just had defenses baffled. They think they're they're doubling Keta in the post, going to slow him down because he's so good around the rim. Other just to see him chuck it out to a wide open Justin Bean or Stephen Ashworth or Alfonso Anderson, they
3: stick a three in your eye. So.
8: He's a and special
3: just, player. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, it's just basic ba- basketball. I mean, I think uh, pick and roll is one of the easiest things you could teach, and then I think you go inside out because the biggest thing they say you want you, want you to do in base basketball you want the defense to move. Make the defense move their feet, and if they collapse the double team, you pass it out, boom, 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 somebody's going to get an open look. It's just basic basketball. Yeah, It.
1: so does he get much more beyond just with the recognition of the Mountain West? Because uh, he's – He's getting the the recognition that he deserves within the Mountain West. It'll be West, interesting to see how much will he get outside of the well, of the Mountain West footprint,
3: especially this year when you didn't have you had so many fewer non conference games. So, I mean, nationally, how many of them have seen them? I would think at this point, Utah State has done enough with the back to back Mountain West tournaments. They were in the NCAA tournament two years ago. They, I strongly believe, without seeing a bracket, they would have won at least one game in the tournament last year. Um but I, I, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, based on the advanced statistics, it would have seemed that people are going to be like, I'm going to have to go check out some film on this guy here before I finish my vote. Yeah, but how he's come along offensively and defensively. Earlier earlier
1: in the year, uh, he wasn't scoring a lot, and people were like, oh, Keda's not back yet. But they were missing his impact defensively. I think he, was, he had a, a decided focus. I don't know, maybe it was him or the coaches, but there was a decided focus for him defensively earlier in the in the year of the season. And then as the season has gone on, he's opened up more offensively. And so now we see, which I think is a clear reason why he's the, the conference player of the year, is because of how he impacts the game on both sides of the court. There are guys that Crucial. score more points than he does, but nobody impacts the game defensively like he does, and he does have that ability to score points in the paint and be a wrecking ball down there that teams just can't handle. They
3: just don't have anybody Crucial. to contend with him. I think it's a testament as well, too, and I think you've seen that a little bit. I know Ajay talked about that lineup he saw against uh, was Wyoming. I think it's the, in, in classic Craig Smith fashion, You know, one of the things, obviously, then the game plan, at least early on, would be get Kate in foul trouble. Get him in foul trouble and their team falls apart, and then obviously they've had to figure it out. Now they have apparently some lineups they're confident in where they may actively choose to give him a breather. And that's Th- huge. That's true, and he actually has played more in control. He hasn't really been
1: in serious foul trouble for a while. So I don't know if it's because of how
3: teams are defending him or going monster. at him, but what a monster, it's been working. I mean, between him and Bean, too, anytime, any given night, those two could, would, could compete with the opposing team for rebounds in terms of total. <laughs> just That's just road. insane. That's just insane. Uh, by
1: the way, we need to mention that uh, uh, Justin Bean was named the Mountain West Player of the Week. As much as we've loved talking about Keta, Bean had an, an immense uh, contribution for the Utah State Aggies this past week against Wyoming, 21 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals uh, against Fresno State, 13 points, 12 boards, 3 steals, 1 assist. This is an impact on the floor, just incredible.
3: There's a great text for it, uh, f- uh, 2409. Justin Bean is the epitome of effort, effort, effort. <laughs> yes, Yes, absolutely. Uh, 2776,
1: no, Aj. is it my birthday? Oh, <laughs> come on now. He
3: sang earlier and the FCC told us, get him off the air. We're going to have to pay a fine. Oh, that's right. We needed to make sure the right Kenny was <laughs> identified. <laughs> oh, man. The
1: FCC was going to levy some discipline. <laughs> oh, we love him. Uh, coming up next here on the full court press, by the way, we'd love to continue to hear from you. Postseason awards, uh, the post, the, or I guess the uh, Mountain West bracket is now set. Uh, if you want to weigh in on that game Saturday night against Fresno State, 435 339 0321. We're also going to shift gears and talk a little bit about the NBA All Star weekend. Well, it was released an All Star Sunday, but uh, what did you think about the, the different format? Did it work? And uh, a lot of Jazz contributions yes. in that game with a late uh, late addition too was which- pretty exciting how it all worked out. So we'll talk about that coming up next here on the Full
5: Court Press. Western Extermination is your simple solution for lawn care and pest control. Your yard is meant to be enjoyed without bugs like ants and wasps, mosquitoes and spiders, plus rodents that chew up your lawn and garden. Western Extermination offers fertilization to keep your lawn green and healthy and to keep weeds away. If you have a problem with voles, you can count on Western Extermination to exterminate the problem. Ask about military and advance pay discounts. Western Extermination serves residential and commercial properties. Curb to curb services. Western Extermination has you covered. 512 512- 5-1-2-0-0-1-4. That's 5120014 for Western Extermination.
4: The Elements lunch menu is full of delicious items prepared with a personal touch at an affordable price. Elements wood fired pizzas and calzones are an excellent choice for lunch that include barbecue chicken, classic pepperoni, or the whiteout with garlic cream, parmesan, house ricotta, and fresh mozzarella. From batter to order halibut with seasoned fries to the fan favorite, Thai shrimp curry and more. Lunch at Elements is also available for takeout. Casual or professional. Open Monday through Saturday for lunch and dinner. Visit theelementsrestaurant.com for reservations.
5: Hi, this is James Stevens. And Mark Thurston with White Pine Funeral Services. Here at White Pine, we want to invite those who have been affected by the alleged mishandling of pre-need funeral money to
3: contact us. We are saddened by what took place and we want to help those who lost money by offering
6: our professional services to you at no cost. Stop by and see us or visit Whitepinefunerals.com for more information.
5: Whitepine Funeral Services
0: your Mountain West basketball update with Nate Kreckman.
8: Friday night in Reno, Colorado State and Nevada down to the wire. Tied at 82 in the closing seconds. John Ramey on the call for Learfield IMG College.
5: Roddy down to the baseline right on Coleman. He's double teamed. He fights through. The ball is up. It's loose. It's stolen by Washington. Nevada ball with no shot clock. Game is tied at 82. Seven seconds on the game clock. Shurfield at the top of the key with five. Shurfield washed by Stevens. Shurfield three to win it. He got it. 8 tenths of a second remaining.
8: Nevada 85, Colorado State 82. That was the final, 85-82. Grant Shurfield the hero. And Nevada snaps Colorado State's five-game win streak in the regular season finale. Shurfield 18 points. Desmond Cambridge scored 20. Wolfpack 10 and 7 in the Mountain West heading into the conference tournament as the five seed with a first round bye. CSU falls despite 20 apiece from David Roddy and Isaiah Stevens. Rams drop to the three seed. Utah State a 57-51 road win at Fresno State Saturday night. Aggies close the regular season on a four game win streak to snatch up the two seed. Namiya Shkeda, 13 points, 11 rebounds, four blocks. He's put up a double-double in six straight. The other Saturday final, Wyoming downs UNLV 80-69 in Laramie. The big freshman, Graham Ike, going for 17 points and six boards. So the bracket's set for the 2021 Air Force Reserve Mountain West Basketball Championships. Top five seeds getting the first round by headlined by the regular season champs. That's number 19, San Diego State, followed in order by Utah State, CSU, Boise State, and Nevada. Three first-round matchups Wednesday at the Thomas & Mack in Las Vegas. Wyoming-San Jose State in the 8-9 game. UNLV-Air Force in the 7-10. And then the 6th seed, Fresno State takes on 11 seed, New Mexico. And that's your Mountain West basketball update. I'm Nate Kreckman.
0: It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. This is Lillard. One bounce. Knocked away. Harden has it. Down three with 10 seconds to go in the first. Randall lava Oh, a one-hand grab and smudged by Donovan Mitchell. It was beautiful, but he lost the corner by one. (laughs) They're down one.
1: NBA All-Star Game was on Sunday with a lot of jazz flavor to it. Quinn Snyder coaching Team LeBron. Donovan Mitchell. Rudy Gobert. And Mike Connolly. Mike literally the last three chosen <laughs> were jazz guys, all three, uh, as Conley was a late scratch to replace uh, Devin Booker, who had some uh, knee tightness, a strained knee. Um, so Conley not only replaced him on the, uh, the uh, roster on Team Durant, but also replaced uh, Devin Booker in the three-point shootout. Gosh, he almost won the
3: thing. I mean, losing to Steph Curry is not bad. It's not bad. He's he's pretty good at shooting threes. Came down to the very last shot for Steph Curry. Is That the one too that just it didn't even look like it went through. Is that yeah. that one? Yeah, it just the net barely moved. Look, Steph Curry's a great player. Can we both agree? Like he hot dogs a little bit too much for my liking. Because <laughs> I it was all over Instagram today too when he hit that three early on when you know LeBron played his four minutes that he did in the All Star game. <laughs> yeah. And he shot that three and he turned around immediately and him and LeBron are high. like, look, we all know the first three quarters is a joke and actually the whole All-Star game was really a joke, but can we, can we pain that we're at least a little bit trying to hard here a little? I mean, that' what the All-Star game's about. It's an
1: exhibition. It's a showcase. Guys are screwing around.
3: <sighs> Last year, I think it was We worked. saw Steph
1: Curry dunk it. We saw <laughs> Chris Paul dunk it
3: on alley-oops. I a little bit, but I think it only works if the game like because that's the big thing, right? They were like, "All right, all right," people aren't taking this seriously because it's just it's a joke. Nobody wants to see a three hundred and forty game to three hundred and thirty nine, right? So they came up with this new format, which I think is okay. But then last night was uh, I think a setback because last year was great because it was competitive and you and yeah, it true. meant something. The, the it was over last night. Oh, right,
1: the, the gap was so wide. Yeah, because of how Team LeBron's team. Uh, Quinn, I'm going to refer to it as Quinn Snyder's team. Yeah, how well they played
3: in quarters one, two, and three. It, I mean, yeah, it's pretty evident that Kevin Durant should never be a general manager because <laughs> Lebron. Le- 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 I know Curry was on his team and his first pick was Dame, and then he also had uh, Chris Paul. Like, it's over. They had like the three greatest best guards in the West, and then it was hilarious. And I I do agree. I, I think it was uh, Reggie Miller said that they have to end with a three from half court, and you knew Steph wasn't gonna pass the first one, and Dame was like, "Oh, okay, my turn." Clank done. Uh, you know the little games within the game is what I found that was fun to watch.
1: Like figuring out who's going to win the game, I didn't really care. Yeah. But once Steph started hitting some deep threes, I knew Dame was going to come in and like, yeah, oh, yeah, I can do this. I can do this too. Don't forget about me,
3: Dollar Dame time.
1: And he started nailing him, bombing him.
3: Uh, all that yeah, the one he took to win the game wasn't he was just it's done, barely across half court, yeah. bam, Dame time. Talk about it while you're talking about threes though. How about that bank shot? From Giannis. That shot was ugly. Oh, my god! It was a disgusting shot.
1: That was one of the better moments, too. Like, he had this streak. He was 15 of 15. That was pretty hilarious. To
3: hear and, and then him. the announcers
1: no! were
5: like, no, don't take it. No. Oh, my gosh. It went in.
3: Even Giannis knew that wasn't going in. <laughs> it's like, he's done. Pull him out.
1: Don't let him try oh, another shot. Oh, jeez. Uh, did he uh, right choice on MVP or should it have gone to Steph Curry or Damian Lillard?
3: I think because he went 16 for 16, it was the right choice. Even though uh, clearly the bank shot, he just—it was just his night. <laughs> uh
1: that was that was crazy. Um, uh, for individual performances for Jazz guys, we talked about Mitchell and how many minutes. Um, shoot me with points. Yeah, uh, 15 points for Donovan. He led all the Jazz scorers. 15 points, four rebounds, four assists, one steal. One of those points was a sick alley oop dunk. He also had a deep 3 at the end of uh was it the end of the second quarter or the end of the third quarter? This is
3: the second, wasn't it? I can't
1: remember. I think it I can't remember which one it was. Anyway, he had a deep 3 at the end of one of the quarters. Um you know, it was an okay game for Donovan Mitchell. I thought that he would
3: come out with a little more vinegar like
1: Was it me? I'm going to prove to you guys that I'm a star and that you shouldn't have picked me close to that. I thought
3: so too, but was it me or did it look like the Jazz guys were kind of their own guys while the All-Star game was going on? Like Mitchell, especially in the third quarter and end of the second, seemed to end up on – or third third and fourth, ended up on Rudy a couple times. I think he gave him a hug to foul him one time so he didn't dunk it. It seemed like the Jazz guys were doing their own thing amongst the All-Star game. I I was going to bring that up. I did feel like
1: Giannis – Steph. I mean, there were other guys, Damian Lillard, who looked like we're out here having fun. This is an exhibition of just, you know, the crazy stuff we can do in a game. And Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, Mike Connolly, they were kind of just out there. I agree. And I didn't feel like they were on the same level, even close to the same level, as some of those other guys. But, that's their—I mean that's the Jazz style. It's not flashy. It's not
3: showy. It's not You know, drive your ego. Um, I mean, because even last year, or yeah, last year when Mitchell was on the team, I didn't get that feeling. And maybe it's because there was – was Gobert on the team last year? Yeah. I mean, Gobert had 21 points last year. I don't remember it being the same way. And this year, I I just feel like all the stuff that has led into it, LeBron's really stupid comments that are ignorant and incorrect. (laughs) Yes. It just seemed to me like for whatever reason – the J- Like, they've just taken the Jazz franchise and like, all right, you're over here. You're over here, and right. the rest of us are over here. I don't care what you're doing, you're just you're second class. Yeah. It just it feels, it's really starting, to, there just seems to be too many coincidences for it not to seem like there's something going on. So is it all mind games, just to try to get in the head with the top team in the NBA?
1: Or is it just really but- not that kind of a respect and a love for the I- franchise?
3: <sighs> I, I mean I think mind games is part of it, but I can't remember. It was like I don't remember any of this from when the Hawks had that crazy year and LeBron crushed them in the second round or whatever, or Toronto. I don't feel like there's any of this stuff. I don't I don't know what it is. I don't know if. Yeah, I don't hear anybody ever trashing Oklahoma City. Yeah, I just I don't as get a it. Franchise. Like the prime example for me is I I personally don't care for Devin Booker. I like to me he wasn't a All Star snub at all because they said. He's got the exact same numbers that he's had for three straight seasons, and he wasn't voted in. I'm like, magically, they were terrible. And then they get Chris Paul, and they figured it out. I think there's a reason that the, he shouldn't be in. But, like, he's a, he's a superstar at a terrible team that can't elevate his team at all. It doesn't seem like anybody's like, ah, stay out of your book or you're not one of us. I mean, Zion, they've welcomed him immediately, and I think it's because he's been dubbed the face of the franchise, and they've won a few games here to make it more interesting, but they're not great. Why is it that those guys... Who can't elevate their franchises seem to be welcome with open arms, and then Donovan, who from day one elevated the Jazz, because everyone's like, "Ah, oh, they're back in the lottery." Hey, right? Left. Why
1: why aren't we talking about how Donovan kept the team relevant? Yeah, after Gordon Hayward left, that the Jazz did not drop off; they can remained a competitive team and a playoff team despite losing their All
3: Star. No one talks about that. I agree. It's the same thing too. Like, don't get me wrong. It was. It's not a great shot fundamentally, but it's an impactful shot. But When Dollar Dame sent uh, Oklahoma State home, we see that all the time. How about the fact that, I mean, kind of been there, done that. The Jazz had sent them home a couple of times with Paul L. George and Russ Russell Westbrook.
1: But it's not the flashy last-second no. shot, dramatics that we've seen in, from some others. And I don't know. It's, but. If, if anything, it uh, should provide fuel for this team to say, "Hey, we're
3: we, we got to go out there and prove everybody wrong." I hope Quinn Snyder was getting intel on the sideline there. <laughs> what are your weaknesses? Do you have any fears? So my kids are like, "Well,
1: Quinn Snyder's the coach, but what's he doing down there? Is he running plays? Is he?" Yes, y'all know. Like, who's running the plays? And like I, they just, I think he's running substitution patterns,
3: and that's it. Like uh, that one, that one kind of. When doesn't-
1: do we? LeBron, I, he doesn't want to play very much, so I'm only going to keep him to 13 minutes.
3: Yeah, I don't even think it's that. Like, who? Anybody? Anybody All right, you're in. Go. Yeah, check it off. L- let's good.
1: have Mike Connolly do the uh, jump ball with uh, Chris Paul at center court. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Honestly, what, I don't do, think he does they, anything. Uh, uh, Ash, my girlfriend's not happy because she's a big Jazz fan, so she was she's still not happy with LeBron, and so I think. Uh, we checked out for a little bit, and then we flipped back in. I think it was in the third quarter, and it cuts LeBron eating a granola bar on the sideline. It's <laughs> like, oh, what has he, he done? Care. Eating a granola bar. It's like that's probably a little bit of protest because he didn't uh, want to be he here. At least
1: played. Kevin Durant didn't even
3: play. Yeah. Well, he picked a terrible team too. I got to tell you, even well, with Durant, that's... I don't think they're winning because they got they got smashed. Uh, just to, for
1: what they did, Rudy Gobert in 13 minutes, 10 points. Seven rebounds, one assist. Mitchell in twenty-eight minutes, fifteen points, four boards, four assists, and a steal. Mike Connolly, twelve minutes—the fewest minutes of anybody in the All-Star game. Three points, two assists, a rebound, and a steal. Uh, Mitchell said that they were trying to get Mit- or Connolly some opportunities for some points, but he kept kind of deferring, and eventually he did hit a three-point shot. Being a team player.
3: Yeah, I mean that's what he is. That's who he is. Okay, so let's talk format then. Did you like the all-in-one night format? Uh, I except
1: I did except for the slam dunk. I felt the slam dunk was because they had to trim it for time. Also, made it less exciting. Um, there weren't as many participants. I didn't feel like the dunks were
3: really that great. It's almost like <laughs> my we're just favorite. Filling my favorite time here. <laughs> my favorite treat was the number one winner of the NBA slam dunk contest of 2021 was Zach Levine's legacy. <laughs> That's true. I mean, you had a couple of guys on the sidelines
1: that were dunk champions that probably could have done more interesting stuff than the group that
3: we did see. So do you think that the – because I'm with you. I like the all-day thing because I just – like when they're separated, I just – I find it – I'm going to tune it just for that. I might catch part of it. So I like it all being one day. But I think you would the argument would be that if you do it one day that you're gonna probably have less stars competing because the stars are already like, eh, three point, eh, dunk, probably not. So that's the cha- the thing, but I like I think it should just be all one thing. I like it being all one day. I, I like that too. Um
1: I mean, no one's gonna tune in just to watch the skills challenge. No, frankly, I think The they skills get challenge rid of it. only exists
3: as a lead up to the three point shootout and the slam dunk competition. I'm telling you, what I think they should put it in, two things. I think they should bring back horse. Or I would love to see, like, a Legends 21 game. They bring back some of the old NBA legends and let them just play – heck, they could play knockout, and I would watch that.
1: <laughs> I remember watching those Legends games thinking, oh, that's kind of cool seeing some of these old guys, and then somebody would fall down and tear an ACL. and <laughs> like, Oh, yeah, that guy's old and fragile, and he's not <laughs> the same guy he used to
3: be, even though he wants to try. I would take either of those over the skills challenge.
1: <laughs> There's Iceman, George Girvin, and oh, he's down. Okay, fine. It's How about a, legend's-, feeling bad about a
3: legends dunk contest, but they have to do it on a seven-foot hoop. A <laughs> lower hoop. <laughs> with trampolines. Yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, I like the format that the that it was on the same day. I agree with you. I mean, the the celebrity stuff on the Friday night. Stupid. So dumb. Stupid. Um, Nobody cares. The Saturday. Uh, the only thing with stretching it out and making more events is that you provide more opportunities for other guys other participants to get a flavor and a taste for what it is for the All Star Weekend, right? But is it really that much of a ratings boon? I don't know. I mean, certainly there are dollars attached to it and opportunities for viewership, but um, it probably I, I liked having it on one day because they're really not that long each individual event. So you no, can I get mean, all if done. they
3: tell the NBA the TNT crew to shut up, it'd be done in like <laughs> half an hour. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true. That's true.
3: Uh, anyway, your your thoughts about the All Star Game and the
1: festivities over the weekend? If you paid attention, if you care, uh, six eight nine one text in the
3: ASG. The All Star Game is super overrated. Just cancel that trash. Where do you rank it in terms of? I don't pay a ton of attention to the hockey. One, it seems seems solid. It's kind of the same thing. They don't play defense. So you get like one of those fifteen to twelve hockey scores. But uh, in terms of like the Pro Bowl, the MLB All Star Game, where, did, where does this one rank in the four major sports? Uh, good question. Um, Pro Bowl is last—that it sucks. It's, it's crazy it's to me. It still nobody wants ratings.
1: to be there after a long season. No. Nobody wants to be there and do no. anything. Um, I I like the NBA one better just because I've watched more NBA than anything else. Um, I, I do like the Home Run Derby. I think I was just gonna say I think
3: that's the best of all the events
1: as far as side events like game itself. I actually thought it was kind of interesting when whomever won the All-Star Game determined who got home field for the uh, World Series because then it it meant something. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. For the game itself, I probably would still lean to the NBA All-Star Game. That's just my preference. Um, Then I'd probably go Major League Baseball, then NHL. I'd put – NFL way down on the bottom.
3: But as far as like the... Senior Bowl sp- Army game, whatever <laughs> else I could squeeze in there.
1: But the side events like if you consider the other aspects, the lead up stuff like the three-point shootout or the home run derby or the skills challenge in in the NHL. Um, uh, the home run derby I think is I think it's not even close. Up there. It's would yeah. be number 1. I think so. I would completely agree. The NHL skills challenge is pretty amazing. That like you can really see skill.
3: Right, crazy skill with what they have to do there. The NBA one, it's like eh, I don't know. I, I think pretty they can, weak. I think they can cancel that game. By the yeah. way, six eight nine one. Not a fan of all star games. They are all trash. <laughs> not a fan of any of them. Yeah, Uh I think it's still good that they had it.
1: Yeah, I think you I still agree. have an exhibition for the fans to highlight the best players. Uh, it's for the fans. It's an exhibition. It's not meant to be super competitive and. You don't want to see guys down there fouling each other and nah. blocking shots. That's what
3: Ash, my girlfriend said last night. She's like, man, this game's moving fast. Yeah, they're not going to blow the whistle. Of course it's going to move fast. <laughs> yeah. I, I do like, though, that the NBA has, has tried to switch it up a
1: little bit. It's not just East versus West. You have uh, lineups that are really different, uh, guys that are on different teams, traditional maybe rivals, and different conferences can now be on the same team. Uh, the Elam ending, I think, is kind of interesting. This year, though, it was, I think, counterintuitive based on the first three s- quarters and how it worked. But I, I-, I kind of like how the NBA is trying to make it a little bit more
3: saucy. I'm trying <laughs> to mix it up a little bit. I don't know if saucy is I thought I was, I, I was talking to Ajay there for a second.
1: <laughs> saucy. Uh, anyway... NBA all-star game is done a couple more days off for the NBA and then the season picks up again Jazz have their next game on Friday against Houston and they start the the second half of the season and uh, coming up next here in the full court press let's talk about that briefly like what where, where do things need to go from here um and uh, are the jazz in the driver's seat or we have some concerns based on how they
7: came into the all-star break that's coming up next right here on the full court press for farmers even in times like these. Life on the farm goes on. Your job is still planning, planting, harvesting, supervising farm labor, and to be on call 24 hours a day. Our job is to make sure you have the resources to keep doing it, and the banking tools you need to run your farm business efficiently. In times like these, it's good to have a bank like this. D. Evans Bank. This is community banking. Some things are just better when they're made the old fashioned way, like grandma's bread. The old grist mill specializes in making bread the
3: old fashioned way with all natural ingredients. Let a warm slice of bread, butter, and jam take you back to a simpler time. Every day, bakers mix simple ingredients to make baked bread, scones, bagels, muffins, and other amazing products.
1: Brought by the South Logan, Logan, and now Smithville locations for fresh bread and that famous
3: lunch special. Takeout and curbside pickup are available. The Old Chris Mill here for you.
5: There's no reason to wheeze and sneeze while around dogs and cats. The Allergy Clinic, located in the Cache Valley Hospital and now in Providence, next to the Bank of Utah, have an extremely aggressive treatment for dog and cat allergies. Get the help you need and stop avoiding friends and relatives' homes just because of their pets. Independent physicians Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette offer Cache Valley a full-time clinic to test and address all your allergy concerns. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. The Cache Valley Allergy Clinic, with two locations, inside the Cache Valley Hospital and now in Providence. Call 753-7880. That's 753-7880
4: pamper yourself at new horizons beauty college they offer low prices on pedicures manicures facials and even scalp treatments or treat yourself to a new cut color or perm all services are performed by students and closely supervised by licensed instructors call new horizons beauty college today at 753-9779 get a new style and save on all your hair care needs new horizons beauty college 550 north main in the clock tower plaza in logan The Best of Northern Utah brought to you by Thermo Fisher is here, and it's time to let your voice be heard. Nominate your favorite businesses now at bestofnorthernutah.com. Have a favorite restaurant? Nominate them. Love where you bought your car or where you get a massage? Nominate them for Best of Northern Utah. Couldn't live without your gym or spa? Nominate them all now at bestofnorthernutah.com. Presented by Thermo Fisher. Come be a part of this growing company. Apply today.
0: Best of Northern Utah northern utah and southern idaho's home for sports it's the full court press on sports talk radio 1069 fm 1390 am the fan eric franson
1: aj knight if you didn't hear it blake griffin has signed with the brooklyn nets i don't I think the that brooklyn really...
3: all-star team i don't know all flash no defense yeah
1: Blake Griffin, I saw him in person when the Detroit Pistons came to Salt Lake of uh, a shell of his former self. He seems disinterested most of the time. He's he's not a – he used to be an above-the-rim
3: physical player in the Skywalker.
1: post. Now all he does is just pull up jumpers.
3: Do you think – so clearly in the pecking order, it, he he's fourth. Probably actually lower because Joe Harris I would take over Blake Griffin at this yeah. point. I just don't see him – and. Granted, I didn't see James Harden, just in his game. I just see Blake Griffin taking a diminished role. I know he's been lost in Detroit, but he was like the guy in Detroit. It's just Detroit is Detroit, so it's like the guy to nine wins in Detroit. Jeremy Grant, Mason Plumlee,
1: far more impactful for the Pistons this year. Yeah. than Blake Griffin, but he commands this huge salary that he's just
3: just pulling that whole team down. I feel like he's gone. He has gone the way of Dwight Howard, except way less impactful. Yes.
1: White Howard could still
3: impact the game for stretches. Yeah, stud, stud player got a team to the finals. Or was the leader of a team that got to the finals. Still competitive. Terrible management blew it, ruined the team. Really wasn't a factor anywhere else. The Houston team. Eh, everyone remember that his stint in Houston. All I remember is Dollar Dame hitting a three fading out of bounds that knocked him out. That's all I remember from his stint. But it's the same thing. Like he was, they were gr- goodish with the Clippers teams, and then. They blew it up, and it was like, eh, and then he
1: disappeared to Detroit. Utah Jazz do have one more roster spot they'll need to fill. It'll mostly go to probably somebody from the G League. I don't see them being active on the waiver wire or free agent market uh, or doing something like Brooklyn did. But
3: if they were to target something, what do you, what would you want? Like a what type three of th- player? Yeah, 3D wing, another big. What do you want? Point guard? Probably a big, uh,
1: maybe, I don't know. Hard to know. I mean, Jazz have depth at so many different versatile positions. Uh, but if if Rudy's hurt and it's just Derek Favors anchoring, who replaces Derek Favors? Makes sense. Because Doke, I mean, he he's hurt. He's out. So uh, Adoku Azubuki went down to the G League and got hurt, and he's pretty much done for the rest of the year. So Man, Adjie already
3: hated that pick. <laughs> for those who don't remember... I think the day after, he spent 20 minutes talking about how much he hated that pick. (laughs) Uh, Last minute here,
1: though, uh, AJ, Utah Jazz, at the midway point, um, do they have what it takes to finish out and be like the team that they started the first half, or do they start to show some signs that teams are figuring them out that they may not have so much success?
3: Uh, I think the break came at the right time. I don't know what you think. I think they have a really manageable second half of the season schedule. One of the easiest in the NBA. Yeah. And, and I know people say it doesn't matter until postseason, and I agree. The Suns are the two-seed now, but I think it's still going to be Lakers-Clippers. And sure, okay, but I'll take the Jazz over the Suns while the Lakers and Clippers probably go to seven games and slug it out. I think that's a factor.
1: Yeah, I, I think that the schedule is definitely in Utah's favor. Yes. I think the, all the disrespect coming up to the All-Star game fuels this team. Um, yes. But how well can they stay healthy? And do they really use that as fuel, or does it become a distraction? That's, that's what we've, we're going to start figuring out here very soon. Uh, that's going to do it for us tonight. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thank you, AJ, for filling in. Happy to. Back here tomorrow to preview the Mountain West.